Good evening and welcome to the Boom or Bust NRL Fantasy Podcast. So we're in our 13th Teamless Tuesday. I'm your host Stuart Lord and tonight I'm joined by Nick Lord who is our fantasy, what are you these days, chicken tender. I'm a chicken tendy boys. That's it, no longer a nugget, you've been upgraded. And uh, we're tonight for at least for the first part we're missing uh, Mitch who our expert physio who is uh, out uh expert physioing people as we speak uh sounds like he's having lots of fun at work so hopefully we'll be joined by him later on though so we'll uh we'll leave his segment to last otherwise you'll get my inexpert uh diagnosis for the injuries this week yeah she'll be right but put some ice on it <laughs> that's it oh, i'd only fell off here you know stitch it back on <laughs> anyway the um just want to say thank you to everyone out there who's uh, liked, commented on the posts uh, throughout the periods, and especially those who, who are listening to the podcast and downloading it. Uh, appreciate you guys a lot. Um, love you guys. Love you. And shout out to our sponsors, which are our spouses who let us go and do this and watch all the games on the weekend. So thank you to Glenda and Joe and Emma. We appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, and uh, guys, apart from that, we have our a few things on this week. Obviously, we've got the leagues. We've got all the normal stuff around that. We're also going to uh, give away our uh, prize, the kilo of uh, car lollies for the worst trade. So, because we never heard from uh, Gene Campbell, uh for the worst score of a magic round. So instead, we're going to give it away uh, to the worst trade so far this year. So this that, is going to be classic. I, I can almost uh, hear the violin already starting to play for <laughs> some of these bad trades. A hundred percent. So I've just copied and pasted. Like I've just snipped the the whole threads from all the different pages out. So there's some pretty juicy ones. So look, let's just go through the leagues first, guys. Uh, in the chaos mode. Well, my mode is so full of chaos that even though I said we were going to play buys, we're not actually playing buys this week. So that's how chaotic my league is, guys. But uh, congratulations to Rogue Benchwarmers. A big score, 985. Uh, Kiwi Cookie is still 11-1. and one. Nick, how's your league going? Mate, Cher Brothers, Elias G, still topping the league. But uh, Gigi's Bunnies topped our league uh, for the week with 986. So, Ooh. you know, Gigi just topped your... Uh, Rogue Bedgewars by one point, so congrats to uh, Gigi's Bunnies. Congrats, and, mate. And, f- and for the overall league, we've got uh, Death Squad and RFL. The Fantasy Lounge boys, uh, 13th overall still, so cheers for joining the league representing. Yeah, mate, well done. And uh, look, how are we doing overall? Look, I'm sort of still treading water, 1504. Nick, mate, you just keep on improving. Where are you up to? Mate, 297 this week. I was uh, 300 before the um, unicorn points were given, and then they just bumped me three ranks, so I cracked the 300 finally, which is good. Awesome, mate. Well, very well done. Um, all right. So let's have a look at the stats this week. Nick, what are the big stats that we're looking at? Mate, the ones that pop off the page is uh, Ruben Cotter, 63 tackles and... That was just outrageous because he did it in 64 minutes, as everyone knows. Um, Reed Marnie as well, back to form with 59 tackles, which was a bit worrying earlier in the season when his tackle count was down and his scores were down. So good to see Reed back in his tackling form. In terms of meters gain, Tino, guys, 271 meters, Oy. which is that's that's outrageous um, for a middle. 
Um, yeah, he's making Tamalolo proud with those kind of numbers and Paul Gallen and all those kind of guys from Eras by Gone. In terms of attacking stats, guys, Alex Johnson, uh, three tries, brought up the 147 for, you know, the top bunny scorer of all time. Um, so congrats to him. Uh, tries, just Campbell Graham and uh, Matty Dufty put in three. Line breaks, yeah, uh, Sean Johnston had three line breaks, I think it was it three line break assists, but Hanari Tuala and Daniel Tupu as well had three. Oh, Alex Johnston, sorry, had three line break assists. Line break uh, assists, we have Dane Laurie, Campbell Graham, Ponga and Teddy each had three. For offloads, Josh Papali'i topped the week with five. And then you also had Paddy Carrigan, Gus Crichton, Max King with four for tackle busts. So Bailey Simonson, he had 12, which has now been down to 11 um, post uh, the... Unicorn points at the end of the round, and Dylan Brown as well as Herbie Farnworth each put in ten, which is you know pretty outrageous. At one stage in the game, um, for that uh, Eels Raiders game, you had Simonson on twelve, Brown on ten, and then Nick Cottridge on ten as well, which was just stupid. But mm. um, they changed Cottridge down from ten to nine, so he doesn't make the sheesh this week for the pod. Um, turnover tackles: Cam Munster with four for kicking. Uh, Tony uh, Stack. Can, can I can I quickly pull back on that one? Yeah. Very interesting that I, I reckon Munster scores this year because turnover tackles have only just been introduced mm. and a lot of his improved points because he is one of those guys who loves to strip the ball away or loves to get his elbows in a tackle or whatever else to try and just be as awkward as possible, get the ball out. Yeah, and so he, he's first contact with the ball for sure. Yeah, so he he's very um he, he's a very ugly tackler. So um, I reckon a lot of his improvements this year he's got a few eighties or eighty plus scores have been on the back mm. of uh, you know he got sixteen points this week from turnover tackles alone. Yeah, just ridiculous. He's averaging one a game for this year, so wow. yeah, that's a four point bump to his average just from at introducing that stat, which is pretty cool. Um, so yeah, he got a try off one of them too because he pinched oh. it and just walked over. So it's just you know you're just going ching 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 ching. That's filth. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So for goal kicking, uh, Katani Staggs and Zach Lomax each put up five, which was the highest for the round. So two centers doing that, which is good. Force dropouts, uh, Sean Johnson with four. Uh, kick meters, Mitch Moses topped the round with 584. In terms of negative scores, guys, Liam Martin learned to tackle. He's got eight missed tackles again, errors. Heaps of guys got three. Um, Brooks, Karaz, and Dufty were some today. There were heaps more than that. Lots of errors over the week. Which is a bit frustrating. I think everyone's looking forward to the bye uh, or just, just a bit of a break and a bit of pressure off with Origin. Um, and penalties can see you got Azak Targo with three. So, you know, lots to look at um, in terms of uh, guys who are sort of coming to form into Origin and everything like that. And statistically, it's showing. So, you're looking at your Cotters, your Tinos, um, Katoni Staggs. Um, Josh Papali'i, you know, lots of Queenslanders in there doing well. 100%. Though I must say, a lot of Liam Martin's missed tackles, they were from uh, trying to put hits on. So he often slowed down the play of the ball, even if he didn't, uh, or, or the runs, even if he didn't mm. necessarily get credited with the tackle. So unfortunately, that's what happens with some of these guys. They like to rush out of the line, and unless they put them down, they, um, they, they, they can ruin the play, but still get the minus two for it, unfortunately. Yeah, especially that right edge for the Panthers. They they rush up like 
they they smother players. They don't slide too much. I don't think so. Hundred percent. Oh well, like I guess when you got what Liam Martin, Steve Crichton, and Brian Toto, like you got yeah, all, all guys. Yeah, yeah, that's it. You got guys in there, and they also like Fast. intercept as well. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, look. Speaking of those guys, we have the Origin teams out this week. Now, unless you've been living under a rock, you probably know all the big news that's happened here. But look, let's talk about it anyway. It has both, I guess, interest to us, but also some fantasy relevance. So, uh, Nick, how about you take us through the New South Wales team, mate? Uh, so, I'll just go 1-17. to 17. So, you've got Teddy, Toe, Staggs, Whiten, and Tupu across the back line. Uh, in- interesting things to note, you've got Jack Whiten in the centres and Daniel Tupu in for the Fox. The halves are the same with Luai and Cleary. Front row, you've got Payne Haas starting with Dan Cook at hooker. Junior Paulo is the other prop. Back row, Cameron Murray's come back from injury last week, so he's made the crack to the starting side, so I reckon uh, Freddie's really happy with that. Tarek Sims somehow makes the starting side, despite not even cracking the Dragons for a few weeks there. Isaiah Yo starting lock, probably first pick for Freddie, I'd say. Number 14, Stephen Crichton, we all know about. It's been an unusual pick there, but anyway. Liam Martin... Uh, maintains his bench role. Regan Campbell-Gillard has come off the scrap heap back into Origin. Hmm. Um, I'm a bit stunned with that. And Ryan Madison makes his debut off the bench too. Nico Hines is 18th man. I don't know. Stu, do you think do you think they got uh, Freddie's going to muck around with his team prior to kick off? No. What do you think he's going to? Or do you think it's going to be this one to 17? I reckon it'll be this one to 17. Uh, Freddie's not a last minute smoke and mirrors man. If it was Ricky. Hmm. But I no. just don't know. Frizzell feels like the kind of guy who probably should be coming in for me, and I don't. I don't really understand Stephen Crichton in the fourteen. I just no. I I, I, I want to see what the plan. Like that. I want to see what the plan is. The look for, for me looking at this team. There seems to be a couple of things. One is is that they they've worked out that you can't have. Um, two short wingers next to each other. Like when you got these big boys on the wings outside. So they've got Daniel Tupo on one wing, and then you've got, while well, you've got Brian Toto on the other, who's, he's not small, he's 182, but he's not 195, right? But you've mm-hmm. got Jack White next to him, so that um, basically they're not getting bumped off the ball, right? So yeah. I, I can understand why, you know, they've possibly let the Fox out, especially because I must say, even though people have been talking up Addo Carr's ability in the Origin Arena, he has not been playing well for the dogs this year. He's been missing a lot of tackles. It's defensively, isn't it? 100%. And he's been caught out a lot of times either rushing up or really far inside so people kick over the top. So, look, this was fantastic. Is that his fault, though? Is that his fault because the, the dogs are trash? It's not, but at the same time, you can only pick people on, right, if you've already got a concern and the form is bad, right? As opposed to Brian Toto, right? Who, yes, he's been injured, but his form's been good. He's making lots of run meters. He's not making mistakes. So, which one would you pick? I don't know. For for, for mine, I, I think I would have left the Fox there just for his speed. Like, for me, I want to have one of the fastest guys on the field, just in origin, to know if you make a break, you're going to score that try. Um, I think that's been so invaluable. And also... Um, you know, from a couple of years ago, when you have someone like Nathan Cleary with his kicking game, it's not just the high ball, but it's also the long kicking game. It's not like the Fox can put pressure on um, 
with his kick chase. So um, I, oh, I feel yeah. like it may be discounted a little, uh, just a little bit. Hundred yeah, um, percent. His speed. So um, it's just I, a form I'm, issue, I think. Like flat out, I don't think Adakar's been playing well. I think, mm. and I think, um, like. It's just one of those ones where, like, you know, if he impresses, that's fine. But I can't think of an impressive game he's had all year. No, no, agreed. So, and that's, it's just hard to pick people on that. Um, did he bag a double a couple of weeks ago, though? He did. It wasn't, I wasn't still not seriously impressed by that one. It was okay, but it wasn't impressive. I think he ran over from dummy half for one of them or something, too. Um, Sounds about anyway. right. Oh, l- yeah. Looking at this, the other one is, look, I understand why Tarek Sims is there um, because, look, he, he played very well in Origin and I think he's on the outer at St. George for reasons other than form. Yeah, I agree with that. that they're, they're just trying to move him on. They wanted to move him on, so they benched him and they have moved have moved him on, but only for next year. So, Yeah, I, I can't believe the Dragons to begin with as a Dragon supporter, but... Yeah. Um, by letting him go, and then yeah, I I, I back Teddy. I mean Freddie to to keep Tarek in there. Um, yeah. I just don't know how you can say that Fox is in bad form, but then Tarek's well because good enough because to play. Tarek's been playing you know I mean? better. It's just that he's out of favour with this club. It's different. But uh, I'm, I'm just playing for a bad I'm just worried about yeah. I'm just worried about minutes and form and those. I don't know. It yeah. just doesn't make. Does it's not very clear. But obviously, Freddie knows what he's doing, and he's yeah. willing to to roll the dice here 100% the, the other thing I'd say with Tarek Sims is that if you've seen him he's like the world's fittest man so he's a beast he's yeah, an absolute beast uh, yeah. look the one that really interests me is Stephen Crichton at 14 look if if you swapped Jack Whiten and Stephen Crichton right this side would make more sense to me right because you have yeah, Crichton outside exactly. of To'o yep which r- does make a lot of sense to me because you got um, that height outside of Steve Crichton but the only thing I can think about with this team is Steve Crichton might, when he comes on, kind of go into that roving turbo-style role where you've got two centres on the one side because mm. he can play both sides of the ball and not many of the other players in this team. And do most... you bring uh, Jack into the middle as that roving lock sort of yes. role? Yes. Yeah, you give... You give well, because you don't have anyone else in that team who wants to play lock. So, yeah, you play no. Jack Whiten in. And I reckon you... Or even you leave him out there and just let uh, uh, Steve Crichton just rove around the field with speed. And he's got a bit of size this year as well. Back into it's the game. Huge. So, look, apart from that, yes, Regan Campbell-Gillard is back. Uh, and Ryan Madison makes it. So, very interesting there. Look, Madison's been playing very well. Uh, And he can play. It shows that he can play um, off the bench well, which is very very important. 100%. That's how Lee Martin got a gig, even though he wasn't in in his starting um, 13 last year because he knew how to Mm. play off the bench. Mm. So, and I think why Jacob Saifidi has made the side as well, even if it's at number Mm. 20. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm with that. Yep, and Joey Suwali's there because he looks to be the next man up, which is, I I know about you, I, th- I think it's fair. He's been playing out of his skin this year. Oh, just got- his last uh, half dozen games, his physicality is just up and he, he's just, he's imposing his physicality onto the game and yeah. that's what Origin's about, particularly for wingers. If you can uh, 
cart the ball up or get some turnover tackles with some big hits and mm. what he can do in the air. Like, his just athleticism is just popping off the field at the moment. So, yeah, yeah he's pretty unreal. And he's got top speed too, so which is great. And Tyson Frizzell, look, Nico, uh, I'll start with Tyson Frizzell. I think Newcastle's form and Tyson's form, he's been a little bit down coming back from injury. So, But he's still a quality player, so I can understand he's around the team but not in it. Uh, and Nico Hines, I look, a lot of people have been pegged as 14, Nick. Uh, would you pick him as 14? Um, yes and no. Uh, I, I think he's a good athlete, obviously. But if you're looking for someone to bust the game open, having someone like Crichton come in as a super athlete is, is pretty tantalising. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Nico Hines, he's got a good kicking game, and um, which I don't think is all that useful in a team like this necessarily. No. Uh, his his offload would be handy, I guess, because um, he's pretty big dude, obviously still. Um, but he needs his hand on the ball heaps. I don't. I'm not sure he necessarily makes that roving lock roll any good, and um, mm. yeah, I don't think he's gonna. I don't think he'd have the same impact that he'd have. Or the same influence over a game as he would in club land off the bench, so um. makes sense. Yeah, no, definitely. And I reckon, like, I was thinking this through the other day. I'm like, what are they missing in this year from previous years? It's that it's Turbo running around the field doing what he wanted to, and to a lesser extent, Latrell. So I reckon you'll see, Steve, yeah. you'll see Steve Crichton doing a bit of that during the game. Well, they're, they're- those two guys were the reason we won last year. Like well, they just, they just we won fifty to six game one anyway. Well, they just, they just made half chances, full chances. It's just unbelievable their yeah. ability to do that. Turnover tackles. That's something that Stephen Crichton has in his game. He's he's made big plays in the biggest of all games, like you know semi-finals and finals and everything like that. So I, I have no doubt that someone like Stephen Crichton. Um, I just think he should be starting is all I'm sort of getting at. Oh, 100%. Uh, so we can, he, him so and can impose as well, you know. Yeah. Would work for me. But again, I'll leave it to Freddie. Now, yeah. l- let's look at the other side. So, look, we got Kalen Ponga at fullback, Selwyn Cobbo and Xavier Coates, two Cobo. very big guys on the wings. We got Val Holmes and Dane Gagai, a lot of experience there at the centres. Uh, Cam Munster and Daly Cherry Evans at the halves. Prop, Tino, and Josh Papali'i. Ben Hunt at hooker. Starting hooker. Uh, Kirk Catewell and Felice Kafusi at on the edges. Ruben Cotter starting lock. Huge turnaround for him. Uh, Harry Grant uh, is at 14. And the rest of the bench, Lindsay Collins, Pat Carrigan, and Jeremiah Nanai. Tom Dearden, 18th man. Jai Arrow out of the squad. Along with Tom Flegler, Hamaso Tabuai Fido, and uh, married to a luggy. So, Nick, few interesting things in this one. Uh, yeah, yeah, mate. It's um, uh, Cobbo getting the starting uh, wing spot. You know, I, I can't believe they've picked. Uh, the, they're both right wingers um, on the same team, but. You know, they've obviously got huge ability, don't you think? Oh, look, I, I think I think Cobber's got a lot to him. I think he's certainly been impressive. Those, I think he's been flattered by a couple of soft teams that he's played against. True. But 
I guess we will really find out. It'll be one of two things. He'll either show that he's born for rep, right? Or he's going to get absolutely toweled up. I think it's one of those mm. make or break ones. But look, Billy Slater started at 18. And That's it. on an edge and made it his own. So if he's got the yeah. talent, I guess he he's willing to take the gamble there. And I'll be honest he, with you. He's athletic enough, isn't he? Mm. And to be honest with you, looking at the rest of this team, you've got Hamaso, who isn't really a winger, right? No. Uh, an option there. He's not really a guy who cuts the ball back. And you've got Murray Tuolagi, who is good, but, you know, Cobbo's playing in better form. So 100%, man. Murray's pretty raw as well. So I can see why they've done it. Um, Corey Oates is possibly a bit hard done by, but I don't know. I, I feel like he has good games and bad games these days, Corey Oates. So obviously they're going for excitement more than they are for... Um, Safety, so expect to see. I'm guessing mm. are quite a few trick plays, like a lot of kicks to the wings, uh, a lot of early kicks, trying to use the speed, especially for um, uh, coats to run onto Xavier coats. I'm think I'm thinking that must be their plan with Ben Hunt is that he's going to get out and just kick early and kick long and kicks to the corners. Like I'm mm. I'm expecting a you know third tackle and tackle kicks. hard. And, yeah, and yeah, but, but and I'm just expecting them just to turn them over and just hammer them into the ground and, and you know, then, then unleash your cubos and coats later on, you know. Yes. But, um, it, I was going to say there's a lot of pace in this pack. So you've you got two big boys in Tino and Josh Papali'i, right? Mm. After that, you've got Lindsay Collins, but he's the only other rec- what I would call recognised prop in this side. You've got Ruben yeah. Cotter, who's the world's smallest big man, right? You've got uh, Paddy Carrigan, who's much more of a lock, but he's he's not a huge guy. Harry Grant at 14, who's obviously there to come on as hooker after probably, I'm going to say, 30 minutes. And Nanai, who's an out-and-out edge forward. So they're looking, they're trying to replicate New South Wales from three or four years ago. Fast guys, mobile guys, yeah. lots of scoring in this team. So, which is interesting because it's being played in Sydney. So I, I don't, I don't understand the reasoning, um, especially with Cotter. I do, I don't know why you would pick someone so small as your starting thirteen. Um, Look, I think he's going to have a David against Yo, but then again against Yo, he's flanked either side by Tino and Papali'i. So it could be that you see Cotter rotated around with Lindsay Collins or someone like that along the way. Or even Ben Hunt comes in at 13 at some point. I just think, I know he's an awesome tackler, and I get that. But he's not, like, um, I mean, the Cowboys, I just, I wouldn't, I'm just not sure you can buy the Cowboys form at the moment. And, you know, well, you saw ride Ruben Cotter off the back of this, necessarily. I no. just I just worry about that, so. Oh, well, you saw what happened to the Cowboys when they came up against the Panthers the other day. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And yes, they Absolutely. were they were missing Tal Malolo, but Tal Malolo doesn't fix 30 points. No, I agree with that, 100%. So, uh, and and that's that's the danger there, is that they just, look, they stayed competitive, but they just, they just didn't have the have it together and look Tommy did an 18th man I, I guess their base my fascination with this is the fact that they got Ben Hunt in the side so if DC or Munster goes down you just move Benny Hunt you play, move Harry Grant right yep yep I'd 
I'd probably put Hammer in there so that if someone in the back line goes yep. down, you're not friggin' playing yep. Harry Grant at, like, it's a second row or something and you've got friggin' Kurt Capel at centre. They, yeah, yeah, they must be more comfortable with that scenario. Or, or, or Nanai. It, it, yeah, it must yep. be Nanai at, on an edge and Kurt Capel at centre is their plan yep. there. Anyway, yep. look, it, I'll put you this way. There's no slam dunks here. I think New South Wales has got the edge, Nick. How about you? Yeah. Uh, the thing with New South Wales is their edge defence may not uh, may leak some points. That's what I'm sort of thinking with new combinations when you bring in Stags and if you have Whiten starting <coughs> centre, that really worries me. So um, I don't think... I think it'll be a much tighter series, uh, especially mm. game one. We'll see how injuries and suspensions shake out for games two and three. Yep. But... Um, yeah, I, I agree. The New South Wales do have a slight edge. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's it's not a huge one there. So, and I guess we'll see some changes if something goes wrong. Yep. Look, we're we're still waiting for uh, for Mitch for this one, so we will move. Uh, trust me, I'm a physio to a bit later on. So uh, let's have a look at uh, one thing that we got wrong this week. So Nick, what what have you got there, mate? Well, last week I made a plea to say Max King was a sell and that <clears throat> him playing 50-odd minutes, he couldn't keep up his PPM. I was horribly wrong. He scored 59 in 57 minutes, so congrats to those who are the Kono's to keep him. Um, I just looked at the historics of Max King playing long minutes and I said, <laughs> I don't believe it. And yeah. yet, the week after, he then puts in an awesome performance. Granted, they did have, what, four turnovers? How many we turn over tackles to have had something. Hey, four um, offloads. Four offloads. Sorry. To hand. So there you go. So that's that's always handy. But um, yeah. even some you lose some. Hundred percent. Oh mate, Tavita Pangai is the gift that keeps on taking from my team. <laughs> so mate. out with back spasms. Out again this week. Um, oh. So he. I mean, is... around thirteen pod you were looking at a while ago. Exactly. Oh, it's not even a pod. It's just, look, he was looking decent form. The Bulldogs, you know, they still had their coach. A whole bunch of things were different. The answer is, I said, I think Tavita Pangai is going in my do not trust ever basket. Mate, um, we said this at the beginning of the season. Well, well, no, no. We, we said that he was he was problematic, but and that he was, a, he was a judiciary threat. But then they got rid of all carryover points. So this was the year to own him. And to be fair, he hasn't been before the judiciary yet, ever since this that brain explosion. So we've been right there. It's just that since then, he's had a bit of time on the bench, a bit of time in the middle. Uh, he's, they've had coaching changes. Now he's got back spasms. Look, you can't predict injuries, but if you add in a bit of an injury history along with the other issues for Tavita Pangai, it's certainly mm. a big worry. So look, mm. for me this week, he's a big sell. I just don't know where to sell to. So anyway, so that'll be my issue this week. Anyway, let's get into this week's games. So week 13, of course, they throw us a thrilling game. The Titans versus the Cowboys over here Thursday night. Oh no, I think I'll be doing my nails or something. Uh, but the... <laughs> Anyway, uh, a bit of changes for this one. Uh, David Fafita re-sprained his MCL. So it just looks like a bit of bad luck on the game coming back from injury. 
So he is out for two to three weeks. Um, now, Isa Masters takes his spot on the bench. Uh, Mikey F- uh, Fonueka has returned from an ankle injury. He goes straight in at prop, uh, which allows Isaac Uliu to shift from prop to lock to cover for Tino, who's at origin. Uh, both former Jermaine Asako are named despite carrying over injuries. And yeah, Sam McIntyre picked on an edge. Hmm. So interesting stuff there. Um, yeah, having a look at the rest of this side, no massive changes. Greg Marzu still the way at number 20. So it looks like he is no chance of playing. Uh, what is happening with the Cowboys team? Plenty of changes for this one, Nick. Yeah, Todd Payton has been forced into reshuffling his team all over because they've got six players uh, selected in the Maroons extended squad. So um, the Hammer and Murray Tuolagi are free to play because they're technically not on the 17. So Tom did in his 18th man, so he actually won't make this make this game. But um, So Ben Hampton actually slots in uh, for Tommy Dearden at 5'8". So you got uh, the Hammer filling at centre with Val Holmes in origin, as we know. Um uh, Tamalolo is back. He makes his timely return and slots in a lock. So Cohen Hess shifts from prop while Ruin uh, shifts. Cohen Hess shifts to prop while Ruben Cotter is away. Um, and Connolly Lemuelo is joining the bench. Um, other things of note: Jack Granville still maintains that 14 jersey. Yeah, um, yeah which is a bit of a bummer. Um, but other than that, the side's still looking pretty damn strong. So. Um, I'm sort of tipping uh, Cowboys, I think, I reckon. But anyway, um, uh, I'll just start us off, Stu. Uh, Reese Robson. We had him as a hard buy. And then... About um, two weeks ago, didn't we? That's it. A very hard buy. We were looking at a few sort of hookers. It was, it was a bit of a plethora of uh, hookers we could buy. And we are looking at Reed Money and Reese Robson. We thought, maybe Robson. No, nah, we'll go Money. And uh, that kind of worked out because Reed, uh, Reese Robson... Um, he's had Jake Granville uh, come on as sort of um, it, they've been like sort of sharing duties on the field so um, well, it, it was a real bit of bad luck mate because um, Hammer was filling that 14 slot for a little while but uh, but then Cole Felt got that uh, got that leg injury that's so it. so now Hammer's moved to the wing and that brings Jakey Granville back yeah, it, it looks really weird having Robson and Granville on the field together because Robson's still punching out those 80 minutes. Um, so he scored a 50 last week, guys. He's 728K. And his break-even is... Sorry, just one second. 49. So he was... Uh, I don't know if I could have him as a buyer still. No. Um, I, I know a lot of people, including myself, have a big Tom Starling issue. So... Yes. Um, if you're looking at swing to another hooker, Reese Robson's obviously on your in your black book, but I don't think we can recommend on the pod for him to be oh, a bias. Look, too, so. he, he, he would be like the softest of soft bias for me, if that's the case. Like it's a, it, I yeah, I I feel I wouldn't hate it, but I, you're not going to make much money from this. Twenty, uh, sorry, nineteen um, people in the top one hundred have him, so he's obviously a good player to have. Um, so, I don't know. For round 13, I'm not sure you'd move your team around to bring him in, but if you need to swap from a starler, you could probably think about it, right, Stu? 
100 percent and what do you uh, got mate i have uh jason tamalolo 583k 84 break even uh no points last week because he's returning from injury so he had a pretty good run nick 61 points then 51 then 62 then 53 and then 55 points that's nice he did and then he had the last three he got 38 points in 50 mm-hmm. and he got taken off early he got 20 points in 31 mm-hmm. uh, which they knew that he was probably going to be rested uh, for the game against the Storm right because mm-hmm. remember they had the um, they had the Storm and then the Panthers so he got mm-hmm. he obviously got an early rest and mm-hmm. then he and then against the Storm he got 8 points in 26 minutes and copped an injury yeah, it was an ankle or something wasn't it Knee, I think MCL sprain, oh, low grade MCL yeah. or something like that. Ugh. So he's only missed a week, which was versus mm-hmm. the Panthers, so it didn't help them out. But they were probably going to get towed up anyway. Um, but I don't know. I'm having a look at him. He's got a break even of 85. He's not going to crack that. I I can't remember the last time they cracked 85. I think there might have been a game where he got like a runaway try last year that he might have got like mm-hmm. an 80 something. But it's rare, right? Yeah, he's pretty consistent. <clears throat> That's it. On the plus side, he's one of those guys where if you do want to bring in this week, knowing that you're going to lose a bit of money and then make it back, right? Once that break even turns around, you're pretty safe to do it because remember, you don't lose money until you trade him out. So if you bring in Jason Tamalola this week, yes, he'll probably drop the 550 next week, but he'll also probably get you somewhere between 40 and 60 points this week. Right. Yep. So you, and he will turn around that break even in a couple of weeks. He'll be back up to five eighty three, six hundred, seven hundred k. So you won't have actually lost anything. So if mm. you want players this week, I would say bring Jason Talmalolo in. Right. He's a good price, eh? He's a good price. Five eighty three k is a very good price for someone like him. The fact mm. is, is that. You knew he was. You know the reasons for his poor scores: rested, mm. rested, injured. So it's just those combinations which drove down his price very quickly. Because he was at seven hundred twenty k not long ago. Mm. So uh, I would, I would look to bring him in. Uh, it's possibly something I'm thinking of doing this week. I uh, just to, I've got to exit some people. And yep. um, look, Jason Tamlow seems to be a, a relatively safe place to park some money. Nick, Fantastic, are you interested? Mate. Oh, mate, I, I'm probably not. And it, I suppose the question with Tamalolo is probably is where are your trades at, Stu? How many trades have you got left? Uh, 18. Okay, if you've got 18 left, I would recommend it. I think if you're sitting like me or 14 where you just keep doing trades because it's just fun each week and what else are you going to do with your week other than make trades, um, then I probably wouldn't. I'd probably hold off and wait till he gets to that bottom sort of price, if that makes sense, right? I, I get you. If you want to maximise your dollars, I totally get it. Um, it's just because if you're looking to possibly do it next week, because it means your money does go a little bit further, it's just about if you've got like a one-trade option, because Tommy Starling, mm. we're going to sell, right? And he's going to lose money next week too, uh, this week. So that's where... Yep. I'm po- it's possibly a starling to tell Malolo, which is why I'm looking to pull the trigger this week, not next week. Mm. Because yeah, I reckon- but, okay. Let's just say Starling loses money and Tamalo loses money. What are you getting from Tamalo? Like an extra twenty points in fantasy, you think? Uh this week. Yeah, an extra twenty points in fantasy plus ongoing week to week. 
remember, because Starling's lost minutes. I oh, know, but, but I'm just saying, what couldn't you do it next week? You could do it next week, but again, you just yeah, you're just taking a risk there that mm. um, Starling drops dollars quicker than Tamalolo. Mm. But look, we'll find out. Uh, the other issues that you have a look at this bench, right? Uh, Looks good. The bench for the Cowboys. It yeah, does. Manuelu, J- uh, JTB, Griffin Neen. So, Lemuelu is a winger converted, so he's really a second row forward. Jakey Granville is a, I don't know, really Hooker a utility. Yeah. So, really, you've yeah. only got two props in that team, so I reckon Tom Lolo will play big minutes. Anyway. Mm. Uh, anyway, moving on. Uh, so, look, he's not an essential to bring in this week for JT, but you, you can certainly look at it. The new mm-hmm. JT, I guess. Um, <laughs> all right, the other guy I'm kind of interested in, Toby Sexton. Now, he injury affected 38 points last oh, week. Not this again. I know, but he's up 18 break-even, 517K. <laughs> okay. Uh, 58 against the Dragons and 61 versus the Sharks, who are a decent team. So he's returned yes. with some form, which is what we're looking for, right? You've had your two dates, right? And then he got 38 last week. Uh, and he went off with a burner on the shoulder that he's playing this week. So it shows that he's yep. tough enough to actually turn up. So he's another guy that is interested this week, um, especially if you've got looking in your halves what to do with. Toby Sexton looks like one of those guys where you'll probably buy with some confidence that uh, he's actually turned his season around. Uh, at last. See, I'm, I'm not interested only because he hasn't got the goal kicking back. That's the only thing holding me back from pulling the trigger because then he'd really have that upside, I think. 100%. Well, look, I, I don't know how long Jermaine Sarko, I'll be honest with you, will be in this team because remember, I, I guess as long as the Titans are a finals chance. So I reckon a, a few more weeks and uh, Jermaine Sarko will be out. And they'll bring in one of the I don't other know guys. what Greg Marzu did wrong to lose his job, to be honest. I thought he was doing really well for them. I know they weren't necessarily winning, but I don't think it was his fault they were losing anyway. No, 100%. I think that they're just changing all the deck chairs they can at the moment, trying to win a game. Yeah. Uh, look, the other guy, Jaden Campbell, 43 points, 566k. So I had a look at him, we had a look at him magic round, Nick. He seems to put a mm. little bit of weight on. And he seems yeah. to have a bit, bit of a good run on him. Mm. Uh, 43 points, 26 break even. He's got some real acceleration and some real good, what I would call, sort of NFL running back style runs in him, where he's just that change of direction, sort of breaking some tackles. Any interest for you uh, to bring him in? I would if there weren't other options in the wing fullback at that price, if that makes sense. So... You've got guys like Reese Walsh, um, Ponga. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? True. I just think though Ponga's I, Ponga's playing Origin, so he may may not miss a few games. But I do get your point. Yep, yep. I'm just thinking about my final team. Does J- Jaden Campbell make the cut in my final team? Potentially. Um, yeah, I definitely love him as a player. I just don't know. If, my, my, my concern mm. about Ponga, I'm looking at him, mm-hmm. right? He got his century mm-hmm. versus the Dragons, right? Yeah. Week after, he got a 24, 40, 44, 29, 55 versus the Broncos, and then a 29 versus the Warriors. I hear right? you, mate. And, I hear you. And he's six versus the Sharkies, right? Yep. 
So yep. it's just I'm I'm struggling. I, I'm not sure I can ring in Ponga this year. He's so inconsistent across all of his statistics. It's just like if you if you bring up his uh, footy statistics or match stats or whatever site you want to go to, it is just finger painting on all the different statistics. <laughs> like one game, he had seven offloads to hand yes. and 240 run metres. And other games, he has three line break assists or three, you know, I just, I just don't Eight know what's Eight missed happening. tackles, yep. Yeah, it just, nothing makes sense. It's, yeah. Oh, the, um, the, the Knights are just a dog's breakfast at the moment, I think. So, but anyway, yeah. f- fair enough. Look, I think, uh, I think Jane Campbell, yeah, he's, a, he's an interesting one. He's not necessarily a dead cert lock, but he's certainly worth a look at for your team just to see whether he's the right fit for you. Um, he's 26 break even, so he's not going to be out of range soon, but he, he um, it is someone worth looking at, especially. It'd be a good. He'd be a good dude to root for, that's for sure. If he's on your fantasy team when he's making those breaks, it'll be sick. Oh, 100%. He's definitely one of those guys who gets a ton of them at the same time. Let's just have a quick look at their draw for the next little while. So the fixtures say they've got the Cowboys, they've got the Rabbitohs who are poor at the moment. Mm-hmm. They've got the Sharks at uh, Coffs, uh, then the Knights, Broncos who are playing well, and then uh, after Origin, though, uh Bulldogs, so they've actually got quite a soft end this year. I'll be honest with you, mm. the Titans. Mm. So oh, they, they have the softest run home, that's for sure. So look, have a think about that. Same for uh, Toby Sexton. Anyway, who yeah, might mate. make my team this week? So mate, who, who have you got winning this week? Uh, I got the cows by ten, mate. Yeah, and I got you? them by, by sixteen. I think. Um, I think they'll have have the uh, firepower to get it done. Oh. Uh, all right, fifties juicy. I'll, I'll tell you that. That's that's that might uh, slide into my multi this week. I think. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, look, then we got a very interesting game Friday night. Uh, book your second night out for the week because it's the Panthers versus the Bulldogs. Uh, so look, Panthers are without Steve Crichton, Brian Toto, Jerome Luai, Nathan Cleary, Liam Martin, and Isaiah Yo. So. <laughs> Their entire right-hand side and halves and centre. So everyone, <laughs> everyone to the right of uh, Leota, basically. <laughs> That's it. So Appy Chorus has free to play. Sean O'Sullivan replaces Cleary. Kurt Falls, who's a junior who used to play with Nathan Cleary, uh, makes his NRL debut. Uh, mm-hmm. So, who else have we got here? Um, Charlie Staines replaces Toto. Rob Jennings yep. comes in for Steve Crichton. Matt Eisenhuth goes straight back into the 17 in place of yep. Yo. They leave their bench exactly the same as last yeah, that's, week. That's the best. That's the best. When I saw this bench, I feel that's just so classic. They just thought, nah, we'll just, just leave that. Just, you know, shoot. Oh. Um, shoot everyone else you know. 100% well I kind of like it because it means those bench guys know what their job is this year which is to play bench which yep. is its own you know learning how to play yep alright what's happening with the doggies teammate what, what are the big changes there unfortunately no sign of TPJ as we mentioned uh, due to his back spasms Raymond Fatala Mariner has been named to the starting side for the first time since returning from injury which means Corey Waddell goes back to the bench. Captain Josh Jackson and Max King have switched places. So Max, uh, 
Uh, Josh Jackson's on the edge. Max King is at lock. Uh, while Ava Soma Fungi has been named on the bench after playing reserve grade last week. So, was Max King on the edge last week? Is that true? Uh, he... I think he was playing edge. He was named at middle, but played edge. Right. No, sorry. Named named edge, but played middle. I think. So now they've just confirmed what he's doing this week. I thought he did the thirteen jumper last week. I'm confused. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, m- moving on. Yeah. Um, I think that's pretty much it. But um. Yeah, I'll uh, kick us off against you. Jacob Karaz. Yep. Um, 357k, 18 points, 8 break even. So it was quite all underwhelming for those who got him, um, including myself from a stats point of view. But Jake Avrilo, mate, can you please seriously learn how to pass? Because Avrilo went over for a double when Karaz could have easily had done so himself. Um, so that was frustrating. He's got... um, He's in the UN8 can school of uh, not passing the ball. Anyway, he looks great in the air, so he took that great leap um, in defense. So I think it could be an aerial threat if they sort of kick for him a little bit. Um, I would say just based off last week, I'd be tempted not to buy him mm. if you don't have him, as he's in a really bad time. His break even isn't nearly as juicy like it was last week. Last week it was like negative 15 or something. So, you know, is what it is. If you got on him, you're sort of wondering what the hell to do with him if you don't. Um, I think you just avoid the other one, guys. Dylan Edward, uh, 67 po- uh, points with the 24 break-in, 570. You've got a try, a try, save, a try assist, which bumps his score up to one of the best uh, at wing fullback for the week. 240 running metres, which we mentioned before, and one error. So he's your safe fourth wing fullback and an okay option having your side over origin into the finals. He yeah. doesn't get rested. He doesn't slow down. I know Stu... You are, get very excited when you hear the name Dylan Edwards, don't you think? <laughs> no, you don't. But that's fine. That's exactly what you want at wing fullback. This year's been too exciting, right? Is Teddy scoring 80 or is this scoring 18, right? It's basically even... Um, like, like you've had all sorts of players scoring up and down. Paps scored up and down. Steve Crichton's mm-hmm. been a roller coaster. So, whereas uh, Dylan Edwards... He's like 30, 40, and if you get some attacking stats like this one, 67. So, which mm. you'll get from time to time. So, I would say that if you don't want some excitement in your life, you just want some consistent points in your bank. He's like the opposite of Jaden Campbell. If you, it, he's, <laughs> he's the opposite of Jaden Campbell. He is. He, they cost like, the same. So. They cost exactly <laughs> the same. So, if you, there's 4K difference between the two. Um, He's 570k, he's got a 24 break even. He's not going to turn into a million dollar player, but he's, he's as long as he's fit, he's going to earn you points. So, mm. uh, especially while mm. the Panthers are rolling over people because he just gets so many run meters in yep. return. 240 last week. It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. He's, he's just phenomenal. I love how um, I think Joey was saying sort of that extra forward, and he's absolutely spot on. 100%. Um, he, he is just an extra big boy, runs it up, doesn't doesn't get fancy, doesn't try and off- offload or pass. Or he just does his role and does it bloody well. <laughs> My last guy, Maxi King, which I'm eating crow about. He, so he restarted his price rise with his 59 guys, his 530k and a 29 break even. So he had a great effort on the weekend, named at 13 this week, and added some offloads and running meters to his base tackling stats, which is his calling card. He's usually just a tackling nut and... 
you know, those who had him, you're glad you held on to him, um, especially while uh, TPJ is nowhere to be seen. And, Stu, that will lead into your uh, love of TPJ, huh? Mate, uh, TPJ, uh, guys, I'm... Six seven. What do you do? Okay. That's it. Do, what do you do? Do you sell him or do you hold him? The answer is is that if you don't have Tohu Harris and you got the money, you switch to Tohu Harris. It's dead simple, right? Like I sounds good. Uh, there is a grand total of twelve k twelve k difference in price, right? So I would uh, Tohu Harris is six hundred eighty two k eleven k in price difference. Sell. Giddy up. Hundred percent. Any plays this week. So it's a it's a no like easiest trade you made all year. Uh, Angus Crichton as well. He's a bit more expensive. He's another forty k. Um, I'd still sell. You uh, and Aitken, I'd sell. So there's a, <laughs> so, so, so so there's a few guys who you could sell for. You could even if you really wanted to chase it, but it's a two trade thing, so it's a bit dangerous. Nat Butcher. 578k we'll come to him later right his break even is pretty tasty at the moment and he'll turn into more likely a 700k player so mm-hmm. you can make some money there um, and bank some money for next week's trades so you can trade there yep if however you like me I own Tohu Harris Angus Crichton you and Aiken and Nat Butcher you <laughs> like me too <laughs> I am having to see if there's anyone else I want to go to I don't think there is so I think it's Not hold this week, week while he's injured yeah and yeah. you just you just pan him next week out for someone else who's playing because I'll be honest with you it's a pretty slim pickings this week uh, and Tamalolo you can do Tamalolo this week again you um, but TPJ he's not going to lose money this week uh, and Tamalolo is probably going to become Starling TPJ will probably become someone like Rick Marnie next week Mm. So that'll that'll probably that will actually set me up pretty nicely, actually. Um, actually, yeah. Let, let me go work out the maths on that. So it'll probably be TPJ will become Reed Marnie next week, right? Mm-hmm. You don't sell the week that you got buyer players just in case Reed Marnie gets called up into the Origin squad. You know, which is, Harry Grant which gets is fairly sick. unlikely now. Yeah. No, but yeah, that's, that's true. But, but you know, Harry Grant's got the flu. Like you never know what happens, right? You're just saying you don't buy players on their week off. Um, True. the other guys we're going to talk about are the hookers in case you've got a Tommy Starling issue Appy Coruscant 55 points last week 34 break even now Appy is going to play big minutes mm-hmm. in tight games and he's going to play a lot less in blowouts to keep him healthy so yep. Mitch Kenny will get it they will give Mitch Kenny as much game time as they can this year because Mitch Ke- Appy's leaving next year and it looks like Mitch Kenny's the man for them mm. so Appy is a guy who do not buy unless you're going to get a yo-yo set of scores. So I'm just having a look at Appy, Appy's scores this year now because he's, he's been playing pretty well. He's been in good form the last four weeks. He has been. So 55 and 63 last week, 66 and 66 with the try against the Roosters. 47 points and 80 against the Storm. 72 and 80 against the Para. But then he got a. Tw- you look at his back his scores before that 27, 28, 69, 35, 33. 30. So it's yo yo, right? Yeah. You don't yep. know what you're going to get. And the teams, when they're doing well, they'll just bring him off. Yep. So 
uh, Appy, I would avoid for now. Another I reckon guy. he's a kind of bloke who's uh, cranked it up just to make a push for Origin potentially. You know, like I'm I'm legitimately <laughs> not surprised since since the ELT's really cranked it up from the eye test point of view as well. He he has. I would also say is that um, the Eels game is really close, so they'll leave him on. The Storm game, uh, they really wanted to make a statement, so they left him on. Uh, yeah, Roosters, yeah, Roosters, they um, they left him on until the game was done and dusted. And yeah, same with the Cowboys, yep. they left yep. him on till the sixty third minute. So, and they knew that they were going to win. You take him off. So, a lot of early bench bench rest for these guys. Mm. Uh, another guy to watch uh, for this week, Ray uh, Fatala Mariner. He is finally back after his terrible Liz Frank injury. Uh, however, he has quite the break even this week. Uh, so he's he's three seventy three k. Scored nineteen points last week, only off a few minutes playing. Uh, mm. <coughs> sorry, he's break even to thirty seven. So no urgency to get on him. Especially because mm. Pangai Junior could be back, which pushes everyone around in this team. So, but I would say is that uh, Fatala Mariner is a buy. Uh, he's almost a keeper second row forward if he gets the eighty minutes. So I will watch him to see mm. how many minutes he gets this week. And as soon as he hits that seventy minute mark, I'm going to hop on. I reckon. Uh, a couple more. Yeah, got- at that price, at that price, I don't know how you couldn't. Um, except uh, I'll be interested to see hear what Mitch <coughs> says about the injury. Yes. Um, that's pretty much it. Hundred percent. But like, I'm having a look at the price point here. So Billy Walters is three seventy three. So if you get Ooh. out of Billy, you hop yeah. straight onto Fatala Mariner. It's just like a you'd just be laughing, right? Yeah, Fatala Mariner is a six seven hundred k player, isn't he? Hundred percent. So especially if he's getting that seventy minutes and he's fit. So yep. we'll just need to. I want to really watch him this week, so I will actually watch this game properly. Um, yep. Also, Matty Burton, sixty-five points Yee-hoo. last week, thirty break even, seven hundred twenty-seven k. So Matty Burton is finally hitting some good form after that horror run that they went through. So his last five scores: 52, 82, 44, 74, 65. Yeah, buddy. 100% for a centre. Woof, woof. <laughs> exactly. He's the only guy at the dogs, I would say, worth owning at the moment, except maybe Maxi King. Nah. And the nah, only guy nah, you nah. want to hold at the Bulldogs. Yeah. And we, we called it. We said, like, we had some doubt uh, from his scores. And we said, <coughs> no, 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 hold. I test, hold, hold, hold. Yeah. And he's come through. 100%. So. I'm really glad that I bought him when I did. So I, I bought in at the end of his, like, poor run. So I got him... For all of those good scores, so round yeah. seven, uh, like end of round seven, beginning of round eight, and I've been happy ever since. So, yeah, nice. Uh, he's worth a lot. He's almost he's too expensive to bring in now, even as a half. Though I'd almost say, um, oh yeah, or at least yeah, way too late. He's a well, you can buy him as a keeper half because he's putting up keeper half scores, but it's you're paying premium price. Hmm. I um, yeah. I suppose um, we've got a bit of an issue with uh, Jackson Hastings, who we won't get to because he's not playing. But he was sort of penciled in for my other keeper half, and he's just flopped over. So, because yes. um, Matty Burton was my keeper half to start the season, uh, I sort of penciled in with Cleary. But 
might have to think about that. So, mm, good thing is, Joe, I might have to. Hundred percent. So yeah, now, Bur- now Burton's finally putting up final. Yeah, as you're saying, keeper half scores. Jeez, that. Yeah, you sort of sort of put my head a bit of a tailspin now. Hundred <laughs> percent. So yeah, Jackson Hastings is definitely someone I'm thinking about for next week. Do you shift him to a Mitch Moses or a Dylan Brown? Especially if Dylan Brown gets DPB. Imagine having Burton and Dylan Brown in your half in your centres. <laughs> anyway, yeah, well, uh, yeah, I'd be laughing if that happened. Uh, anyway, moving on. Uh, who else have we got? Uh, Josh Jackson, uh, thirty-six points. Played. Uh, he had a disappointing last week. Uh, I believe that he did play on the edge. Uh, Josh Jackson. I'm just having a look here. So match stats. Yeah, he played the full eighty. I'm almost certainly played on an edge. So thirty six points. Uh, he only got um, twenty seven tackles and seventy nine meters run, which for him is a pretty poor week. So normally it's up to around fifty tackles. And uh, the meters run is about the same. So, but he's, so he got 20 less tackles, which is 20 less points. So a bit of a concern for Josh Jackson until they sort out their team. Uh, he's really, uh, those aren't keeper scores. So uh, Not just, without um, TPJ, not on the side. That's worrying in my opinion, don't you think? Hundred percent. So yeah, if you got um, if you got Josh Jackson moved to an edge, uh, it's it's certainly a concern because it means that they're not trusting these other guys, Corey Waddell or whatever else. And it just means mm. that Joshy Jackson, he's not getting those long minutes in the middle, just making all those tackles. Which is quite disappointing for those that would have got him over the last four weeks, thinking it'd be a good, you know, round thirteen bit of a cheaper mid, and he's just sort of flopped ever since we sort of recommended him. We had a not a must buy but we had a buy rating on him and you know he's been good but not not great necessarily so yeah 100%. we'll see yeah exactly whereas Angus has really turned it around so yeah anyway, we'll get to him anyway guys I've got the Panthers by 12 for this one I reckon they'll they've, even with so many players missing they'll still probably get it over the dogs uh, Nick what have you got yeah Panthers by 10 I agree yeah. I, I think that they learnt from last year where they lost that game to the West Tigers with all their players out after Origin. Um, they've learnt, hey there, let's prepare for Origin a little bit better this year. And I think they have. They've bought a few players like Sean O'Sullivan and Rob Jennings who can play first grade. Well, um, the if you're looking at the, the ladder, the Panthers are at the top and Kurt Falls has been tearing it up. Um, for what I can see and he's been playing with Sean O'Sullivan and with the way their system works at Panthers I'm I'm not sure they'll miss a beat they still got the forward pack there you know it's just just the halves and the some backs that they're missing I really don't see them uh, taking a step backwards and so Sean O'Sullivan really proved himself at the beginning of the season with Cleary out so I'm not worried about them at all no I, I reckon they'll, they'll go pretty well here uh yeah, and a lot of them are first grade capable, like Rob Jennings, Charlie Staines, Matt Eisenhuth. You know, they're not necessarily top tier, which is why they're not on the side all the time. But yeah, we'll see. Yeah. And look, it's a late night for the Warriors fans because you've got to stay up to like 9.30 p.m. to come and see them play. <laughs> uh, they're, they're playing the Seagulls. Yep. So a few changes in this one. Jason Saab is back on her wing. Uh, pushing George Tafua all the way out to t- 
position 22. Josh Schuster moves in from an edge to uh, 5.8. Kieran Foran's named at half. Uh, that means that Andrew Davey is named on an edge. Uh, Carl Lawton and Marty Tapau join the bench. Nick, what's happening with the Warriors team? Mate, uh, your mate Wade Egan's back from, <coughs> I believe, the calf issue he's had. Mm. Um, so he goes straight in, back into the starting side, which is a huge, huge in for the Warriors because they've been starting Freddie Lustig, I think, the last couple of weeks. Mm. Uh, so he's back to the reserves. Uh, Tanya Otokolo is retaining his spot on the bench. So see you, Freddie. Uh, Bailey Sirinan is, is back from a groin injury, and we, we all love Bailey Sirinan on the pod. Mm. And he replaces Dynamis Louie on the bench. Uh, so see you, mate. Meanwhile, you've also got Rocco Berry, who's been named at centre with uh, Viliami Vilea out injured. So Rocco Berry, he sort of started the, the year and he's been out of favour and he's only really had minutes back in when there's been injuries or that type of thing. Um, and so, it's Brownie. Oh, mate. It, I, I don't think Rocco Berry's really impressed anyway. So that's true. Whether that's on the wing or in the centre. So it, it, I don't think it's unwarranted from Brownie in particular. So... Um, yeah. Do you want to kick it off, Stu? Sure. Uh, look, let's kick us off. You and Aitken, 54 points, 54 break even, 685k. Another great keeper score. Um, now, you and Aitken, for those of us who have him, which I think a lot of the people who listen to the pod do, how many of the top thousand have you and Aitken, Nick? Is that a question? Or that's a question you, for you. No, that's a genuine question. It, Oh, genuine question. I'll look it up. It Easy. is um, 85%. There you go, guys. <laughs> if you're one of the 15%, well done. Go put him oh in your God. team. He, he's putting up keeper-level scores. And for me, he's putting up keeper-level scores. I, I'm asking you the question, Nick. Is he a keeper-level second row forward now, not just a keeper-level mm. centre? Mate, I don't know. This... This is sort of hurting my head now with the, the whole centre issue and halves and Manny Burden because, you know, I've got so many choices for final centres. I'm i sort of thinking maybe he can, Stu, because he can pop for a try and pop mm-hmm. over, you know, as, over a 70, over an 80. His work rate's there. Um, this year he's averaging, just one second. 50 and a half. Uh, th- uh, sorry, uh 35.6 tackles so I'm looking at that base rate with 88 run meters so um, he's got a nice base I would say that you could get by with him as your starting edge um, in your final team um, I think you could do yeah he's averaging 50 so and averaging 50 through 12 rounds is pretty impressive so yeah for me it definitely and he's got a bit of a high ceiling there too so for me yeah you and I can he seems very much like he could be a keeper second row forward. So, which means is that you um, you can have a think about your keeper centres or the other way around. And the fact that he's DPP just gives him that flexibility where if you need to chuck him somewhere, you can. I understand. So, look, I like it. Uh, another guy who we actually got a few questions about, so we'll probably be answering this at the moment, Reese Walsh, 37 points, 34 break even, 4 and 82k. Decent score, but nothing huge from Reese this week. Fawn 172k, and his break even finally seems to be turned around. He only lost 4,000 last week. Now, I know that 
you mentioned him earlier when I said if we're looking for our fourth wing fullback in our team, just say you're a you want to score some points around seventeen. Just say you want to sell Steve Crichton or one of these other guys, whatever else. Does Reese Walsh interest you, Nick? Look, the the only hole in Reese Walsh's game is his running meters and his work rate. He can go missing some games when he hands it off. Uh, he's a bit of a smaller bloke. I mean, we saw him up live. He's a big dude. But he's a, smaller in terms of the, the fullbacks these days. Um, I am very, very, very tempted to jump on this week. Like, ultra tempted. Um, because he's got that goal kicking. He's obviously got that attacking upside. They've got Tohu back. They'll get Josh Curran back. They'll have more go forward. And he could then be a beneficiary. Um, of getting some better field position and more attacking opportunities, don't you think? 100%. Now, his highest score this year has been 53 and his lowest has been 17. So that's a little bit of a worry for me. Is Can you mm. trust him in your starting 17? That's my only concern. But then again, Teddy's had a 17 game. Perhaps has had a 17 game. It's just that they've also had big games too, whereas Reese hasn't yet. But he is kicking goals. I'm just having a look back. Yeah, to... and he's not. Sorry, go on. No, I was just saying, and I think he's actually kicking goals all right. I know he slipped over, but aside from that, he's knocking over a few every single game. So, um, yeah, sorry, what were you going to say? No, I'm just having a look through his run last year from when he moved to fullback. So, you know, he had a few games off at 5-8 through the interchange when he first moved over there mid-year last year. So yep. he had a pretty good run when he was on fire 64 66 44 59 60 and then he had a few flat games uh 32 45 then he got a 53 39 66 23 and 34 to friend out the year so he yeah look i i reckon that he's probably turned the corner a little bit on this one uh so i'm i'm definitely interested uh to see if i can get him in uh, possibly like one of those trade up trade down situations where I take two 550k guys and I end up with Reese Walsh and a keeper like a, mm. a, a full blown you know whoever so uh, but also having a look at Reese Walsh you probably have a week to jump on because unless he cracks out a century versus Manly uh, mm. you've probably got a week to like if he does show you what he's on to if you want points this his, week, it's not a bad crack. His um, break even is his price point. So he's actually priced around that 34. Um, and his average this year is 37. So, um, and he averaged 45 last year at fullback um, in 14 games. So, which is a decent uh, sample size. And he didn't kick goals in half a dozen of those 14 games. So, um, but that was PVL ball last year. And it's a bit different. Um, but I say that all to say that he does clearly have that upside, like clearly, and he has done it. <clears throat> Definitely passes the eye test. Warriors will be better. I just think there's so many green flags in terms of Reese Walsh uh, being a buy this week. Hundred percent. The only thing I'm just wanting, I'm looking at right this second, is the draw. Seagulls, okay. seagulls, sharks, yep. Panthers, yep. Yeah. Tigers. And then they got uh, post-origin eels, uh, where they're actually missing a few players this year. Raiders, yep. Storm, uh, Rabbitohs, Bulldogs, Cowboys, Panthers again, and Titans. 
My only yep. concern is that Panthers are fantasy death for opposition teams this year. So if you're head your, to head, yeah. If you're head to head for the grand final, but if you're overall, Reese Walsh looks to be the go. Yeah, I think he's definitely he's definitely one of the best buys this week. I'd say pretty mm. pretty low risk. I I reckon. That's it. And Nick, who have you got, mate? Oh, Tahu, our Lord and Savior, which I didn't get last year for some reason, even though he's the best player in fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um, or oh, best forward in fantasy, I should probably say. 59 points, uh, 54 break even. He's 682K, so he's back to business with his 59. Uh, he's huge. He's about as cheap as he will be, uh, barring further injury. So when you look at his 54 break even, uh, last week we said he was a buy. He's now dropped a little bit more cash. So if you haven't got him, I think he's a must buy. Any disagreements there, Stu? No. He played the AD last week. 41 tackles. Uh, I'm looking here. No demerits. Oh, sorry. One Ooh. penalty conceded. That's it. No missed tackles. So 41 tackles, 162 running meters, one penalty conceded. It's just that... Just- that- that, that is literally his base stats, is that and a turnover tackle. And he's just under 7% ownership as well, so he's a little bit of a pod still. So being an early adopter, don't be weak. <laughs> Bring him in this week. 100%. Um, the other one, Jazz Tavanga. We had him as like a bit of a pod buy, I think, last week. Um, yeah. I think we're a bit squeamish, though. I, uh, I was very with, with mixed current- on him, yeah. Yeah, he, we're not too sure last week, but we, he wasn't a hard buy. But he's 652 this week, 35 last week uh, points. He's got a 46 break even. So he only cranked out the 41 minutes for that 35 points, which is about right for him at prop. Um, it's only a couple more weeks until Adam Fanua, uh Blake is back uh, from his grade one list, Frank. Um, and then Josh Carolyn's also due back too. Uh, so he was a buy when uh, AFB's prognosis was uh, he, that he was a goner. So we thought um, last week that he was a gone. Like a level grade really two or grade three list, Frank? Yeah, that was a season goner. Um, so really he's a bit of a, a void now, um, to be honest. It's crazy how things can change so quickly from being an interesting option to being a bit of a trap. Um, it's just one of those things that, that happens sometimes, guys. If you got him in, I'd probably hold. Um, the DPP's update should have come out by now, but they haven't, so... Um, I think they, uh, they come at the end of round 12. Which we just had? Oh, which we just had. Oh, uh, Wednesday. They, they come through Wednesday. Tomorrow. Okay. Well, they, sh- they should be out tomorrow, so we'll, the ones we're looking out for are Jazz, potentially getting that hooker. Looking at Ghana, potentially getting that center. Mm. Um, th- those were two of the big ones that I can remember. We Billy Walters for. getting hooker. Oh, yep, he, sh- he should get hooker too. Yep. And, and the yep. one that I really want to see that probably won't happen is uh, Dylan Brown getting center. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, mate, that, oh, that would oh, just be too good. Mate, he's in my team the second that that happens. I'll, I'll sell my grandma for that. So <laughs> <coughs> two set and forget centers. Yeah, Maddie Burton and... Uh, Dylan Brown as your uh, starter. Oh, mate. That's juicy, isn't it? 100%. Um, so, yeah, just just avoid jazzy boys. And um, even if he gets a DPP, he's probably not worth it. But if you got him, I'd just consider holding him just for your round 13 and then try and flog him next week because his break even to 46 isn't too bad. Stu, I'll have the... Uh, i have to think about this, actually. I actually have Manly by 
uh, four here. What do you have, mate? I've got the Warriors by six, but that's more hope than you know reality there. I reckon the Eagles will get up pretty well here. I reckon they'll probably win by 12. Though I'm saying the Warriors yes. by six because I want it to be a decent game uh, for the Warriors fans staying up late. Um, all right. Last game of the round. 2019 grand final rematch. Raiders versus Roosters. Uh, Raiders have been on a bit of a tear. They really took it to the heels last week. And Roosters have finally found some form too. So, good game. So, uh, look. So, let's start with the Raiders. So, Jack Whiten's out. Papa, uh, Josh Papali'i is out. Uh, Matt Frawley is in. Corey Horsburgh moves to prop. And Corey Her- and that brings in uh, Corey Herrera Naira back from reserve grade. And Enerol uh, debutant uh, Trey Mooney joins the bench. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, that's a bit of an interesting one, Trey Mooney. So I haven't heard much about him, but anyway, moving on. What's happening with the Roosters team, Nick? Well, we've got some origin outs, obviously. So number one, you've got uh, the number one jersey. Joey Imanu fills in for uh, Teddy. So yep. Kevin Agama takes uh, Joseph Manu's spot in the centres. Billy Smith, the man, the myth, the legend, uh, who went missing, <laughs> for, which really hurt us earlier in the season. He's replacing uh, Daniel Tupu on the wing. Yep. So Lindsay Collins, who's also out, is replaced by Siwa Takiaho in the starting prop uh, position. So you then also got uh, Satili Tupunua come back in the starting side. So Egan Butcher... Also uh, coming onto the bench, Joseph Sawali, who's in the camp. So he's been named, but he'll also need to get through his concussion protocol. So he, he had a shortened <coughs> week this week um, after that against the Sharks. 100%. Um, so so he's still got all the way to Sunday. So he, he'll likely make yes. that because he's got the full seven days to do the protocols. And he did look, yep. he looked okay in Blues camp. Like they wouldn't have put him in there if he was shot. I don't think he looked too bad with the head knock to be honest was it no. that bad I, I can't remember I don't think I, it was I, I think he just got auto ruled out like one of those grade one I was surprised I was really surprised when he got pulled out I didn't yeah, even realise just... until later on I was like where is he oh wait yeah yeah nah, crazy it, man it wasn't like Corey Waddell's one the other week where you just you, you're just like ooh that's nasty yeah that was nasty that oh, was man, I thought he did his collarbone anyway yeah, that, yeah. Uh, look mate uh, I'll, I'll kick us off real quick um, Adam Elliott's uh, 517k, 40 points. Look, news this week, he signed to Newcastle to join uh, his partner, Millie. Uh, so I reckon he will take a hit probably with minutes and position after origin. So guys, for me, he's a week-to-week hold, but look for an exit because they've got a lot of forwards there and Adam Elliott has been filling in wherever he needs to be. But Ricky Stewart's mm-hmm. one of those guys. He'll probably... Chuck Adam Elliott into reserve grade at some point or only give him starting four minutes or who knows. So Adam Elliott start to look for an exit. Uh, next week, a straight trade to Tao Malolo could be pretty juicy. So if you want to hold him this week, get the points, train mm. to Tao Malolo next week. Uh, mm. That could also be on the cards for me. Uh, Joseph Suwali, eight points, 48 break even, 420k. So he's still a bit pricey, but he's showing his two-star potential. So um, HA, sorry, he got four points, sorry, last week and a 48 break even. 
Uh, he got seven missed tackles last week, uh, but it makes him potentially affordable in the next couple of weeks as cover. So I wouldn't include him as a cash cow. I'd rather include him as like the other option for that sort of uh, DPP center wing to keep somewhere mm. on your bench or emergency if you drop below 400k. Uh, because he, you can put him in your 17 uh, as long as he doesn't go off with an HIA. He's been playing pretty well. Uh, I so, mate. So, and he's getting good ball. The halves have finally worked out how to play Joseph Suwali and Joey Manu. So they're both- Can you imagine trying to defend Manu and Suwali? <coughs> like, God help you. Like, seriously, they're both huge. They can both offload. They can both hit hard. They're both fast. Oh, my God. Like, seriously. Oh, that's it. Well, the, the only guys to really shove it up them this far have been, who was it? Aaron Shoup. Uh, if you remember in the game that the, the boil over the Bulldogs did <laughs> and Matty Burton. Those yeah. <laughs> and that's only because they're big boys too. Yeah, so, they are. But yes, oh mate, it would not be a fun night out. You'd be feeling it the day after. Yeah. Um look, we've got a couple more really quickly back to back. Luke Keary and Sam Walker. So Luke Keary's got a thirty six break even, Sam Walker's got a thirty four break even. Uh Luke Keary's finally turned his break even around because he's gone to a more attacking role. So, a second half option behind Cleary. He won't play Origin, Luke Keary. Uh, any interest in Luke Keary? And Sam Walker is pretty much the same, except he's gone more into controlling half, which means less attacking stats, a bit more kick meters for Sammy Walker. Like, any interest in either of these players for you, Nick? I had huge interest in Keary about six or seven weeks ago, and I couldn't squeeze him in. Um when he was sort of bottomed out. Right now, I think you're assuming a bit too much risk. Uh, I, I think he's definitely on the up, upswing in his price cycle. Um, he's sort of hit his break even for a few weeks now, but I think you're just assuming too much risk. He's got, um, he's obviously a much, he's showing his actual true value. Um, and uh, nah, I, I couldn't bring him in now, is what I'm trying to say. Yep, no, I gotcha, yeah, 600, it, it is a lot. The, I just know there will be a few people looking at Jackson Hastings' exit options. So Oh, don't tempt me. And he, and he does play this week, though obviously that just changes it over. But like, if you need to exit Jackson Hastings, it's almost a straight swap. And Sammy Walker, you do save 100k, but he's second fiddle. So I, I'm a bit less keen on Sammy Walker. <coughs> yeah, I was keen on Sammy Walker, but less so now. So. Yep. Cool. And I'll kick through a couple more real quick for Mitch. Nat Butcher, he's a guy worth looking at this week. 65 points last week with a try. Um, 13 break even, 587k. Named it lock this week after another great week on the field. Maybe too late to jump on, but if you want to make some money to bridge from a... You're either downgrading TPJ, right? And you want to make 100k, and it'll make you another 100k with the price rises. Or if you you know, just have some money left around. I reckon that Nat Butcher is probably worth a go. He looked very good last week. Uh, he's the first great player. So, and Victor Redley's still out until basically the end of Origin. I reckon uh, you missed the train, Nat Butcher, if you haven't got him now, to be honest. Yeah. I I reckon I reckon you might be able to, because he'll get to around 700K, so you make you close to your 100K on him. Maybe. Uh, I think there's a little bit of risk in that. Um, analysis. 
Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm, no. I'm. I'm. I'm just saying he was a real. He's already made you know 90k from when we said he was a must buy. Um, when they had those couple of inju- injuries and stuff. So, um, it's it's just a tough gig at the moment trying to bring in a guy's nearly 600k as a keeper. I think. Uh, that's true. Uh, it's it's more just one of those ones where you know if you're exiting some of these guys like Tommy Starling or TPJ, right? And you're going, where do I put my money? He can be a good place to get out there. If he gets 50 over the next few weeks, he'll get you close to that 700k mark by the other side of Origin. So, and he looks pretty good mm. for it too when he's a starter. He um, starting at lock or starting at second row, he looks pretty good for a 50. Mm. Uh, just because he's a tackle magnet. Um, great, great engine on him. Uh, the other one is Jamal Fogarty. Uh, Nick, how'd you rate him on his first run out of the year? 31 points. Do you reckon he's a mate? I- I didn't, I didn't watch a lick at this game. Fair enough. Uh, look, for me, he looked pretty seamless into the attack there. So, look, he, he certainly looked more, like, a bit more threatening than um, uh, than Schneider had. So a bit more of a run on him, a bit more of a kick. And I reckon as he builds up that confidence in his kicking game, he will get some more points from that kick, kicking game as well because Whiten did a lot of the field kicking during mm. this game so I reckon Fogarty will improve and improve so I reckon especially if you can pick him up around the 500 550 mark Jamal Fogarty is mm. a possibly a great third half running in your team because you, you always need a third half so mm. he could be a good one uh, Nick you've got a couple of guys to round us out guys Gus Crichton 723k 62 last week with 39 break even he's back just not back in origin <coughs> well put Stu mm. um, buy if you need a keeper um, especially DPP uh, one try assist one line break assist four offload 118 run meters so he's filling up the stat sheet all the way along with 28 tackles as well back to full fitness looks the goods I think he's still got a buy particularly for this week and uh, um, he's a keeper he's a keeper in your team I think he's got a buy rating on him for the rest of the year barring injury mm. or some massive slump whatever it was plaguing him earlier in the year it just is what it is um, and it's clearly behind him Tom Starling guy 633k 26 fantasy points 60 break even guys has Ricky given up on him as the long minute hooker or is he carrying an injury he had 25 minutes last week in his form from round 5 to 8 where he averaged 56 against quality opposition is long gone. Interestingly, though, they lost all four of those games. That was against the Storm, the Cowboys, the Panthers, and the Warriors. So it's putting up good numbers against decent, against good slash decent teams, but they're losing all the games. So I think it's a bloody lottery in Canberra. Uh, so who knows if they're going to get his minutes back? Sell. Um, Stu, do you think? Do you think it's a negatron? Hard sell. I've got for Tommy Starling. Like as soon as you see those minutes disappear, right? Like, mm. if he was injured, they wouldn't be playing him, right? Like, they've got Frawley. They've got these other fellas they could be trying to play in there, right? Because Wolford looks like he's doing an okay job. So, for mm. me, it's a big concern. Like, Tommy Starling was only a keep, keeper. Or, sorry, only a hold for as long as he could keep his minutes or at least his points up per game. He could break 50. Uh, 26 is nowhere near what we need from him. So, mm. uh, we're in Billy Walters territory now. So, mate, it's it's pretty pretty bleak. You're gonna um, lo- cons- lose another forty or fifty k this week at this rate. I had him penciled in on my 
you know, final um, team sheet list where I'm trying to understand who fits into what position so I can work out my trades. I had him as a keeper. Yep. And now he's and now this has happened. It's just he's, oh, he's my only hooker in my squad. It's just really throwing a big spanner in the works. So I'm, I don't know. Do you, do you think there's no way you can hold him? Uh, I... Well, this, of course you can hold him. You can hold anyone you want. I just reckon that he will shed you money, right? And yeah. there's no guarantee of his spot. So yeah, he's, but if he's shed, he shedding money, he's also shedding fantasy points as well. That's exactly as a, right. As a hooker, is just brutal, isn't it? It is. He lost, he lost time to Adam Elliott. He lost time to Wolford. It's just it's a concern. So I would be... I wouldn't necessarily be jumping to Wade Egan or to uh, Lachlan Croker. Uh, and I definitely would not be jumping to uh, Robson, <laughs> Jeremy Marshall King. Uh, yeah, it's- yeah, look, Appy or Robson, or I would even be trading him to someone else, right? And then uh, next week bringing in Reed. Yeah. So well, I don't have any other hookers in my squad. So well, um, are you playing a full my- seventeen this week? If you're not playing seventeen, it doesn't matter. True. True, true, true. So I, I would, I would honestly take the hit this week. You'd sell him at the. He's yeah, not even at the top of the market. I can't sell him because he's in my starting hooker side. I have to sell him for a hooker. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that sucks. See, I've got Harry Grant who's not playing. Who who screwed me last week by not playing him and TPJ? <laughs> it cost me hundred points, man. So it made me so cross. Harry Grant. He has really, really, really hurt your team this year, hasn't he? Like uh, the start of the year, he playing has. halfback, and well, now he scored he's five hundred. He scored five hundred forty-five points though for the year, so he's not doing too badly. He's only fifty points or so behind Payne Haas, so I'm not cross True. with him. He's just no, but it's just, it's just frustrating, right? Oh look, I would be happy if he had scored a, if he had played the three games that he missed, for sure, because then I'd yeah. be up sort of another. 300 ranks or so so yeah but it is what it is um fortunately for Harry Grant owners he's on the bench for Origin which means he'll probably come back and play so mm. lucky us I think I might bring Harry in after Origin maybe. yeah no, no, 100% week. well look, anyway, I, I, um, I, I am um all, all I know is that Reed Marnie is probably in my team next week hmm Mm, especially yeah, he's on the outer isn't he hey guys uh, last player for the week uh, Joey Manu 62 points last week 35 break even 622k he's pretty well priced here but is a great average when he's at fullback so 51.6 since 2019 at fullback when he's filled in is he worth a shot with Teddy likely to take a few breaks um, with Manu and the Roosters now finding some form what do you reckon Stu I <sighs> If he didn't score that 62 last week, I would have been all over him because he would have been at a price worth buying. 622k, he's almost fully he's fully priced out at what he does at centre, right? Oh, so, 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 easily. So, but well, he's worth it. He's 600k centre. So if you buy him as your keeper centre, with a bit of upside from time to time, buy him as that. Just make sure that you know that you're just going to park him in centre for the rest of the season and just enjoy him there. So don't buy and and the fact that he gets bonus points around Origin time, right, and a few games around there, just enjoy that fact. Uh, and he becomes an absolute hard buy if Teddy gets injured. 
So yeah, if T if T is gone, then I'm definitely jumping on money. That's for sure. But yeah. at this stage, I probably wouldn't. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully, it's a really good week. That's true. Hey Nick, do you have Billy Walters by the way? No, I do not. Oh, okay. I was going to say he could be your uh, starting hooker, but anyway, oh, mate, man. I wish, I wish, I wish. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Anyway, uh, Broncos aren't playing this week, are they? They're not, but you can still starting. Oh, play. trade him out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, all good. Moving on. Look, I, I've got the Roosters by twelve for this one, Nick. Yeah, Chooks by ten. Yeah, it, it'll be pretty close, but I think the Raiders, they just don't have the the depth at what I would call their in their skill positions to win this game. Uh, one guy we should probably me- mention, I just now that I'm looking at that team, Xavier Savage. Savage. <laughs> 23 points last week, 11 break even, 220K. Could be an option for some people looking to cash up for next week to go and buy some post-origin players. Nick, thoughts on Xavier Savage? Mate, I had him as a as a look in for last week. He's definitely looking for this week with this low break even. Um, if you're looking to cash out, cash down, whatever you need to do, bring him in. Um, if you're worried about like uh, Lachlan Ilias sitting on your bench, um, if you're thinking about who, Trent who's Peoples. some other cash cut, Trent Peoples. I mean, I'm Billy holding Walters. Trent Peoples. I'm I'm holding Trent Peoples for next week. Yeah, um, but I'm just saying, uh, guys like that, Billy Walters. Uh, even Steve Crichton, if he had him as for round thirteen, and now he's no longer round thirteen. Hundred percent. Oh, Steve Crichton, he's he's really burnt some people by making Origin because people really thought he may not have. Um, no. Uh, the the other one you can look at maybe Taylor May you might want to cash out potentially. I don't know why he would. Oh, not this Targo. week. Uh, because he's playing. No. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, uh, that's a dumb one. Uh, Jeremiah Nanai potentially, if mm-hmm. you're not. I mean. He's he's got a, you know, he's got a low break here. But I I do get your point there. Like there, there are some cash out options. Yeah. Just as long as you know, you cannot trust Xavier Savage to play in your twenty one. Oh, sorry, seventeen. Like mm. he's just he's incapable of being trusted. Will Penasini maybe if you want to cash out Chris Randall if you still have. <coughs> That's it. Uh, what did uh, Will Penasini get last week? Because he's he was on a bit 39. of thirty nine. 39. Yeah, look, it's it's definitely uh, Will Penasenia time. So uh, definitely time to look at a trade-out option for him. Yeah, uh, I'd say so, yeah. Then, then again, I must say he's pretty close to guys who I'm going to pencil in for the rest of the year, like Targo. So who knows? <laughs> that's it. Um, all good. All right, so that's the last of the four games. So uh, look, I'll quickly take us through the uh, break-even to the moon segment. So, look, Jake Averillo, after his uh, double last week, break even to five, Jacob Carreras. That was the worst double I've ever seen. Like, as that was just the easiest double ever. Oh, the Dragons are pretty stinky out wide. Uh, like, Jake really didn't have to do anything. Like, nope. he just... Oh, anyway. Well, look, it's good for him. Uh, if you got him, uh, Jacob Carreras, break even of eight. Nick Kotrich, uh interestingly, break even of 10, 400K. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably not a buy though. Xavier no. Savage break even of 11, 220k is a buy. Zach Wolford. Uh, I'm looking at him. 312k, 29 points though. Break even of 11, probably not a buy. He's just not a PPM dude. Uh, Drew Hutchinson. It, oh, sorry, Nick. 
No, I was just saying uh, with Wolford, you just don't know what's going to happen in Canberra. Like, it, it's nothing against no. Wolford. Hit it's the just eject the, button on Canberra, guys. It just feels like it, doesn't it? Like, honestly, I, I just don't know what to make of them. Oh, 100%. Elliot and Starling's probably gone this week. Elliot is gone soon. Mm. Uh, so who else have we got? We have Nat Butcher, break even at 12. Talatar Kula, who is a quiet little cash cow there, slowly earning his way up. He's up 110k, uh, break even of 12 as well. So he's he's still slowly earning you some money and acting as great cover on he the bench. He still hasn't scored, though. If you have him, you're pretty <laughs> happy with how he's sort of building in the year, though. He's passed the eye test. He still hasn't scored. 100%. Oh, he looks first grade ready. So, mm. 100%. No chill. Uh, Dallin with Tenny Zelezniak, break even of 13. Toby Sexton, break even of 17. All right. Yeah. So, oh, Captain, my Captain. Now, this week is a very interesting choice, Nick. So, uh, there's not a lot of keeper captains available this week. So, who are you thinking about? Mate, uh, we mentioned earlier... They were the same sort of Crichton, Harris, Butcher, and Aitken. So I think they're my most expensive players I'm playing this week. I suppose Maddie Burton might be the other contender, actually. Yep. Um, but I'm think I'm leaning uh, Gus Crichton. Yeah, I'm leaning Gus. Yeah, I'm leaning Gus Crichton and Tohu. But I may think about Burton because um, uh, I'm. What I'm worried about is just my number of players for this week. So I think I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I only got ten playing this week. Um, yeah, me, me too, mate. Though I must say, they're counting out loud. That that really does bring something to the podcast. So, now hundred percent, mate. Look, ten players. You definitely want to get your captaincy right this week. So, this do, do you reckon maybe I, I, Burton I'll, versus the Panthers, though? I, you know what? Against the full-strength Panthers, no. Against this Panthers, oh, maybe. <laughs> you know okay. what I mean? You know what? You're starting to convince me here, and then I can blame you next week if it doesn't work and out. And think about, think about uh, edges. Manny Burton sits pretty much exclusively on that left edge. We've already... He's running at Rob Jennings and Charlie Staines. Staines and uh, who, who are, he's playing right back. Roa, Chris Smith. Oh, okay. Know, it, yeah, okay. It's worth a, it's, worth a punt. It, it's worth a look. Um, I, I'll probably marinate on it. Nah, whatever. I'm going to the casino. I'm going Burton, Captain Boys. Yeah, okay. I, I must say you've convinced me there, Nick, and Tohu Harris as my vice captain, uh, Mr. Safe. And we'll probably all get burnt. We'll probably get 35 and Burton, Tohu, pull out a 70, and we'll be there going, 70 points, damn it. Yeah. Anyway, all good. Yeah. It, it is what it is. Um, so, look, happy to do that too. Um look trades this week so Starling I know that I I had a look this week guys I'm not saying that there's no one worth buying like we had a talk about a few guys that we thought might be worth buying so for me like Reese Walsh is worth a look mm-hmm. uh, but only a look like I'm not sold uh, I'm trying to think who else was Toby Sexton is worth a look, but I'm not again not sold because I've already I've already sold him this year. Uh, Jason Taumalolo, and otherwise, if, and if you need a hooker, 
to get rid of Tommy Starling. You don't even have that. No, you don't. It's it's too risky bringing in any other hookers, unfortunately. Yeah, Reed, look, you can bring in Reed Marnie and just hope that nothing happens to him between now and then, which it shouldn't. But it's, yeah, you, you just... You can you imagine? Wins. Reed Marnie has done his Achilles track. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you'd be livid, wouldn't you? Uh, but anyway, look, you, you, can, you can make that trade if you want there. So, look, I... I'm pretty close to Tommy Starling is definitely going. I might TPJ may go and it may turn into something like a uh, Reed Marnie and someone else just cash out on Tommy Starling. Cause I've made 250 K off him. How about yourself, Nick? Mate, I think I've snooking myself. I don't think I'll do anything. <laughs> <laughs> you're just going to eat 40 grams with the losses on Starling. Yeah, I think I'll have to. And, um, Oh, if I mean, you got the cash, I'd go money this week, I'll be honest with you. Because the 40k, you might not have the money to do money next week. And that would be shocking. Because at that point, you've got a guy who you've got to sell even worse, right? And mm, and now... I lose, I lose points on Starling this week, but he's playing. He is. Check out my rank. So, it's a, it's a points versus rank issue isn't it yeah but it's small for the rest of the season like you make that up in two or three rounds from Reed with a points differential and then you'll make more for the rest of the season so okay so I might be doing Starling to Reed or Harry Grant or something I don't know we'll see oh uh, yeah uh, Harry Grant's a big risk but anyway mo- moving on uh, I've got him but yeah as you ride the lightning with Harry as we found <laughs> he might yeah. be playing halfback this week that's <laughs> it Anyway, moving on. We've got some questions from the people. So how many players will we should we aim to have from Steve Tuttum? Nick. Mate, I actually do not know the answer to this question, but I would say if you can get 13, I think you're doing pretty well because that means you've got more than half of your squad playing, I reckon. Um, oh. See, I... I, I yeah, yeah. I, I reckon more than 12 or 13. Yeah, see, I'm very much of the opinion that, like, if you're playing sort of top, I want to say top 100 or so, so you're within sort of a couple of hundred points the leader, you definitely want to be playing as many as you can this time. If you're playing head-to-head, you don't really care because you just take a hit this week. You do not want to be trading in or out players just to play this week. So it really depends on what you're playing for. If you're just playing for your head-to-head league um, or, you know, you're a bit down... Stick to your strengths. Don't buy people you don't need to. Don't go buy Wade Egan or someone like that just because. Or buy... Yeah. I would... Um, so I'd say, look, 10. You want at least 10. But, uh, yes. So I know some people will be aiming for 17 this week, but I think they'll be hurting themselves with the number of trades they're going to burn. Because round 17 is going to come, and they're going to have to trade out... What? Another nine players just to make their 17 again. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a lot of tr- lot of trades to burn. Yeah, don't don't tear apart your team. Yep. Uh, Glenn Wikes has Walsh bottom out, and can the tries return? Nick. Absolutely. Excellent. Uh, yep. Yeah, and look, oh, I'm pretty keen on Reese Walsh too. Uh, Wade Bar seventeen. Walsh a goodbye if he finds some form over the Origin period? Question uh, mark. And he's got here Kelman to a luggy to Reese Walsh. That's a great trade. Love that. What do you think? 
Yep. No, definitely. You're trading someone who could be, like, who's definitely not a keeper into someone who could be. Uh, yeah. So at least he's that he's that third or fourth wing fullback for you. Um, because I'm having a look at the rest of the wing fullbacks. I'm actually just having a look through the stat center at the moment. So if I filter by, because this is where I come, you know, to work out why I hold some players. So obviously we've got Nico Hines, right? Hopefully you got Teddy at the last little while. The uh, total points for this year. Joey Manu is the third highest scoring wing fullback for points this year. Uh, so that's 622k, Nick. He might be worth it because he scored all of those points at centre. So Sorry? Joey Manu is the third highest scoring wing fullback this mm. year at centre. Jeez, that's crazy. Yep. Now we've got Dylan Edwards, fourth. So he's yep. pretty safe. Ruben Garrick is fifth. And he's only had a couple of games mm-hmm. of fullback. Mm-hmm. Um, so having a look down here. Garrick's very tempting, to be honest. Garrick. He, um, Ruben, he stunned us this week with like a 60, didn't he? He did. He's actually worth a talk. If if you would look at, however, he's 120k more than Reese Walsh. 130k more. But he did get a 62. And it's a pretty good 62, and he kicks goals. Yeah, he does. Well, so is Reese, but uh, Garrick's a known, like, sharpshooter, sharpshooter. He is. Last week, he... And last week, his points came from... He got one try save, one try That's assist, it. one line break assist, seven tackles, four tackle breaks. Like, it's just a base and 220 running meters. It's all base stats. I'd take Ruben Garrick if you can reach him, but if you can't, Reese Walsh is a good choice. No, I think I'll bring in Reese Walsh this week. Reese Walsh and uh, Marnie, I think. But yeah, you're tempting me too, Nick. Okay, moving. On. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll join you, mate. Well, I can't give you the advice to bring in Reese Walsh and then not do it myself. Yeah, uh, it's just it's just so cheap. Like it's just like the Cobbo argument a few weeks back. Like he's at such a discount. It's like you know going to the shops and you know that curry you like to buy is on special. And you just go, look, I just got to bring it in. Like, I don't want to have curry this week, but I got to bring it in, you know? Well, to, to keep the terrible analogy going, that makes uh, Jerry Manu like the spicy fruit rolls that you buy, the pillow biscuits, because <laughs> they're never on special, right? Always $4.20. <laughs> never, ever on special. I shop there every week, right? I've seen it on special once in the last five years, and it was like 60 cents off, right? So that's Jerry Manu. Always fully priced, yes. but still tasty. So He's very tasty. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Brenton Vickery. Uh, peoples to Savage as a cash down since Arrow never made Origin. So this is saying that Jai Arrow uh, w- won't have to back up after Origin. So Trent Peoples is less likely to um, to need to play uh, round 14, Nick. Yeah, uh, um, I-, I saw this uh, when he wrote it. It was, it was great uh, thinking there, Brenton. I think um, his break-even is still so low, you know. So even if he gets, like, a bench couple of rolls for a week or two, I think he can still make a bit more cash. But, I mean, with Savage the where he is, I've got no problem with it. Um, do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not against flogging Trent Peoples, but I just think he's just, like, a, he's loaded, ready to go when he gets that opportunity. He's not losing you money sitting there. He's not... You know, four. He's not Billy Walters, sort of three hundred seventy k, just sitting there, not really doing much for you either. Um, it's just three hundred. Uh, but if you if you want to move him to move up some ranks, then yeah, go for it. Fair enough. What do you think? 
Yeah, look, I, I it makes sense though. I must say, it depends on what you're using the cash for. If you're using the cash to go and get a keeper somewhere else, right? Go and do it. Yeah, that's what it, if that's just, what it's for. If you're yeah. just mucking around, right? Then just leave it alone. Save the trade. Mm-hmm. Leave people there. Uh, Ian William, who's given us a whole bunch of questions. Uh, kind of worried about the Queensland team with Big Billy in charge here. Me too. Billy Slater makes me a bit nervous as a New South Wales player. I got a and uh, and Cameron Smith and John Thurston as assistants. I, I got a little bit of friggin' PTSD. I must say, I stopped watching Origin heavily for a number of years. So we did. We had to, man. Oh, it's exactly. Too sad. It was. It's just like you just you couldn't watch. You just you started switching off after forty minutes. The Cooper Cronk field goal, the Justin Hodges Shepherd. There's just too many. There's too many moments that just like I don't even remember like, those, man. I, I I was just kind of like ah, uh, so yeah. <laughs> Let's let's watch something else. What what else is on? Uh, Home Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever else they put on to compete with the footy on those nights. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all good. So, how to play the buy origin? Uh, look to buy origin players either post round eighteen or bring in round fourteen. So, guys, he's specifically talking about Teddy here. Is Teddy worth bringing in round fourteen? Uh, look, um, ne- that's a next Tuesday question, I, th- I reckon, Ian, because he might not even be named. See how it goes. Yeah, yeah he, he might. He might get a rest. So, I would. I would reckon to wait and see how busted up he is, because some some he does back up from, and other ones he does get the rest from the. I coach. think with Marnie there, I don't think they and they do have outside back cover. I wouldn't be surprised if they did rest him because he, he's getting under in age. I think he's thirty two now, thirty one. Um, no. How old is he? Uh, he's born in... He's 29, sorry. 29. I'm wrong. 29. There you go. But yeah, I, I, I do get your point. He's not a spring chicken, so he will he will probably need a break at some point. So, But Teddy is playing really well, so I would wait. And, and he's got a cop it in origin. He's got a cop it, man. Like, yeah, that's true. He, he's, he's, the, he's the player they're going to hunt, like, from a forward pack point of view. That's very true there. Um. But look, I guess just wait to see how he goes next Wednesday. Um, so they're having a look else. Round 13 by players to bring in for round 14. Looking at Reid Marnie. Uh, yes, bring in Reid Marnie. Uh, out mm. of the other by, by players that I'm looking at on this team, I'm just having a look here. Isaiah Papali'i is the guy you want in your team. Mm-hmm. Uh Cam Murray is someone that you want, but again, may or may not play full minutes. He probably will, unless he's really beaten up, but you just can't be sure. Look, you kind of want all the Origin players at the moment. Look, you're having a look at them here. Cam Munster you want. Uh, who else buy players? Dylan Brown you want. Yep, yep. Or, the, uh... or Mitchell Moses, one of the two. You can't have them both. Yep. Uh, I'm just having a Ponger, look here. Maybe. Well, Ponga's worrying me a little bit, but yeah, possibly Ponga. Um, Carrigan? Yeah, Paddy Carrigan's certainly worth a look. Um, And just having a look through. Yeah, there's there's just a few players like that, even Benny Hunt, because he's a bit down on price. So, yeah, look, there's heaps of players, but Reed Marnie's certainly worth looking to bring in. There's not many other 80-minute hookers that 
are or high ceiling hookers that aren't named Harry Grant, and Harry Grant keeps on missing games. Damien Cook. Damien Cook is worth playing. Uh, bringing in. Uh, yeah, actually, he's doing everything there. So, mate, he's even still um, he's still cranking it out like uh, with um, what's his face there, Nick Arima. So I totally got that wrong. Yeah, I got it completely wrong. He's still cranking it out. So yeah, well, well he, his last three weeks, 70, 77, and seventy. So he's just killing it. Hundred percent. So his only poor game was against the Broncos. So That's it. Uh, having a look here, he uh, was good. He's good. He should have. Uh, no, 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 I'm wrong. I'm wrong. We didn't watch that one. We watched the Warriors Round game. Round nine, yeah, we watched the Warriors game. Yep. And, and, he, yep. and then he pulled one out versus the Raiders. He was doing badly, and then he pulled out a try out of nowhere. Mm. Um, mm. So, look, yep, Cookie's worth playing with. Um, Steve Crichton, uh, origin play will miss games. Uh, Steve Crichton won't miss games if he's playing rounds, uh, if he's playing at 14, unless he gets injured. Mm. So there's almost yep. every chance that he backs up. Hastings... What to do with Hastings? Well, that's really a question for next week. Um, so we'll probably leave that one for next week. But look, the answer is, is that... I'm worried. Yeah, I'm worried. He has a foot injury. Hopefully the week off does him some good. Um, because nothing else has changed. I think he's just been busted. Um, so he's been kicking less. He's been running less. And um, uh, I'm worried because um, he had that suspension that he was just so fresh when he came back. And that's why he scored so well. You know what I mean? And now... Now he's sort of in back in the NRL grind yeah. for a few weeks. It's just taken a bit of a toll on him physically. Yeah, true. Though he did have that uh, foot injury which um, put him off early. So he stopped kicking goals at mm. that point and he stopped kicking as many mm. metres during the game. So his base mm. stats took a big hit. And the Tigers, they're still not playing well. I reckon Madge is still in trouble. Um, so and Dewey coming back. That's true as well. So look, Hastings is definitely a worry for me. I'm certainly looking at exit strategies. Um, and Grant Haas. Uh, look, if Harry Grant's playing 14, he should be good to go. Uh, Payne Haas is a concern, but he's still pretty fit to back up. And it looks like he's put, or he said he's put all contract talk away until the end mm. of the year. So that's pretty much it there. So I would just hold Haas. There's no... Don't worry the trades. Just hold on. Yeah, he's... How many better middle forwards are there? Mm. Like, I'll put it this way. James Fisher-Harris from a NRL side is pretty similar. But uh, from a fantasy standpoint, he's not. So, and he's the sort of quality guy that you'd be looking at otherwise, right? Adam Fanua Blake's busted. There's no one else. Jason Taumalolo, you can't betrust him. So, there's no one. Uh Torren with seven ends. Why am I trade trade Talakai this week? Well, uh, to everyone at home, go and trade Talakai. We've been saying it for a while. He, you made your money. Uh, walk away from the money. You've left a hundred grand of it still on the bench. Uh, penciling some trades for next week. All right, Nick. We're to the part of the show where we've got to go through and talk about who's going to win our prize for the worst trade comp. Mate, I need to go pop some popcorn real quick. <laughs> I'm going to have a this quick is cla- drink of water. This is, this is classic um, skimming through these. So, Okay, so, kick so us- let, let, let's kick us off. And what we'll do, right, 
is I reckon we'll start from the top to the bottom, we'll go through, and if we find a worse trade, then that one will just be the one that we're comparing the next one to. How does that sound? Yep. Yep. Okay, so... Like, Co- a, like a carryover champ. Carryover champ. Cody Pilov. He said, trading in Mowali. Thanks, he can't lose any more money. So, look, Mowali. Look, Mowali's been in now the side. Yeah, it's not a great trade. Um, Murray Smith. He's... <laughs> Corey yeah. Pay when Turpin got dropped and he's still stuck oh. with him. Okay, that wins. <laughs> yeah, that Murray wins. Smith because Corey Pay is not been playing well. Okay, yep. selling Randall and Tuolagi this week. Hold on. He's so Matthew Lippiet Sidman has said. Well, he's sold people and that were good trades. Well, thanks for missing the point of the cob. We like you, Matt, but, <laughs> mate, you've, you missed it completely. Um, Matt Sindone, uh, for sure, trading Tal Malolo for Gilbert. So, yeah, because uh, Tal Malolo had a, you know, had a poor beginning to the year and then he got those one of 50. I sold him. Yep, I sold it and then he went well. And then he went well and then, okay. Ugh. But look, no, Corey Pay is still a worse buy. Sorry, mate. Like, Tamalolo for Gilbert at least made a little bit of sense. I think Gilbert uh, actually had some run, <coughs> didn't he? Uh, but he, he had his good run at the very beginning of the year. So everyone jumped True. from Lolo onto him and then Gilbert got benched and didn't play well and Tamalolo played well. Gilbert started the last like seven weeks now, six weeks or something. So second row. Yeah, but he's he's been getting he's been getting tanked out for Lukey along the way. That's the other issue. He is. He is. So, yeah, uh, Gilbert. Corey Pay. Yeah. Corey Pay is still winning for me. I've still got him up on the screen. Bringing bring, bringing in Blake Taff. Now a couple of weeks ago I would have said oh whatever, but since now he's lost the fullback job as well. Yeah. Uh, look, it's pretty bad. But look, you bought him in. We told everyone that he sucked at the time. Corey Pay is still a worse freaking buy. Um, so, Crosland's been dropped this week. And the friend looked good. Uh, so, Murray Smith had. Dis- yeah, dispatch. Dispatch. Uh, James Shepard, starting with Valia, Bullimore, and Udo Kamanu. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, look, I started with Vimea and Bullimore. So, look, a lot look, of us did, yeah. Bullimore started off with some money. Vailia got injured. You can't help that. Udo Kamano yeah. got injured, and injured. he never quite lived up to the hype. But Traded then, in Tass, uh, only for him to be yeah. dropped the following rounds. Yeah, I did that. That's me. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, is that is trading Tass worse than Corey Pay? I don't Mate, think so. That, I, uh, yeah. Because Tass at least made some money. No, he didn't. He did. He played one game he, and then he got dropped. What did he make? Like twenty k or something? Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't great. I wasn't. I wasn't. Twenty six k in one week. Yeah, that's true. That's from one trade. That 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 really hurt. That that really pay, hurt. Pay, I'm just gonna look up pay real quick. I haven't. I haven't looked. I ha't looked at Corey Pay because he's been. He's, he's, he's not fantasy relevant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like I watch, I watch him when he plays. He, he plays really well. I know he's getting the lion's share of the minutes. Twenty odd tackles a game. He's averaging in the twenties. Yeah, it's pretty bleak. It's pretty but bleak. He, he had one good game of forty five, and then he's at nineteen twenty. He's been outscored by Billy Smith every second week. God, Billy Walters. Yeah, that's uh, sorry, Billy Walters. My apologies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, look, uh, I look. I, I still think. I still think pay is probably the worst pay. 
Um, oh, hold on. I think we got a better one here. Okay. Billy Smith to Isaiah Tass. <laughs> 15k in two trades okay Austin Murphy Austin Murphy okay I think you beat the because the task trade is worth because it's from Billy Smith who was an absolute tank of a guy and you've obviously held him for a few rounds right yeah and yeah. then trade him to Tass. lined up Tass thinking this is this is my time to move him and then oh my god that's brilliant yeah two trades yeah that hurts okay Mitch Brown uh yeah sorry mate I wish you were here tonight uh both former to Katawa that was classic that was uh but then again yeah that's actually a pretty that's actually a pretty awful trade considering that Katawa now can't break the 21 oh the 17 at least I think he's like listed 20 yeah. this week so that's that's pretty yeah. ugly uh, is that worse than Billy Smith the Tass? Uh, what about this next one Mitch did? Paps to Turbo. And then he, <laughs> and then he got his... Uh, he did his hammy, if you remember. Or he had the, the thing and then he... So he dropped 80k in two weeks. So Paps to... That is pretty Jeez. bad. I don't... I, that, that's, that's season killing, that kind of trade. Turbo, it is. because he, And then he's had to go Turbo to Teddy. So he's dropped two trades and he's dropped a hundred grand because turbo because oh. uh, teddy's gained 50 grand in that time so he's dropped 150 and, grand on that and he's copped crap <coughs> scores along the way like yeah. absolute junk scores okay so it looks like mitch unfortunately mate is winning this one austin sorry <laughs> you know what billy smith the task is just like like i reckon if you don't listen to this podcast you probably don't understand how funny that is <laughs> like seriously <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the average punter has no clue how funny that is. That's true. But still, Paps to Turbo instead of Teddy. That's, that's classic. That's hurts. Um, Gus Bro trading Talakai for his big 107 score. Yeah, I've. that's a pretty bad trade, bro. We all told you that, but heaps of people did that. So, yeah. And here we go. Here's Talakai's score since his big score. 30, 40, 23, and 22. So that's pretty ugly. Hmm. Um, here we go. We might have a winner here. Ian Moroni. Beginning of round eight, he traded Andrew <laughs> Davey because he got injured for Carl Lawton. Then Lawton got sent off early in the match and suspended while producing a minus eight. <laughs> All right. That's so good. That's so good. So look, Ian... Uh, I think <laughs> David <laughs> Lawton to suspended oh, minus brilliant. eight. That's that's pretty painful. Look, I'm I'm going to leave that and Mitch's one there because those two are both pretty bad. Um, this what guy, Josiah, Josiah above said, boys jumped on Harry Rushton. Could I say he rushed in? <laughs> He's still in his emergency. Can't shake him. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, oh, but you bought an 18-year-old in Canberra, mate. Like, you deserve what you get. That's high risk, yeah. Tal Malolo, someone said he got a 20, then an 8. It's like, yep, that's pretty gross. Um, so, I'm sorry, just to go back to the bitch one, he's a physio and brought in Turbo after he'd been injured. That's it. Ugh. That's true. It is pretty bad. I might need it's to... We'll have to split those two at the end. Yeah. Uh, okay. Nick Drysdale traded Toby Sexton to Kobe Hetherington. 
and he chose Hetherington instead of Taylor May. Ooh, cause yeah, cause uh, Hetherington went really badly, uh, and Taylor May obviously gained about two hundred k. So look, that's pretty bad, but that's not as bad as his other ones, mate. Mm. Um, Mark Roberts trust trading and Elliot just to be ruled out the next day. That's pretty bad. <laughs> Though again, we can't pick illness because <coughs> it was an illness thing. So, uh, look, yep. it's funny, but I can't give you that one, mate. To be honest with you, I literally made that same trade. I just got lucky that, um, like, when I found out, I had actually traded another Canberra player. I traded Schneider to Elliot, yep. so I could trade back yep. in time. Uh, okay, another guy look, looking uh, from the other groups. Tamala led to Gilbert in round four. Yep, we've been through that one. Yep. Coates Brutal. for Taff in round six. Oh, so is... Coates went on and got those big oh, scores yeah. and Taff was getting 20s. Oh, oh my God. God. I'll just run through Coates post uh, round six. I'll just... So since round six, he scored 68, 52, and 30. But then he cr- punched out a negative one of 17 and 29. So, But you missed out on, on um, that seven no, tries in two games. 10 grand, which is what you wanted for, right? That's why you traded in Yeah, literally, oh, yeah. That's pretty awful. Um, yeah. Okay, so look, I'm, I'm going to put that one in there. Noah, you're in with a running mate because I, um, I might just leave a couple of these and we'll, just, we'll go and review them at the end. Noah Cameron, Co- Coates to Taff. All right. Trading out Selwyn Cobbo in round two. Scott Brumel. Wow. Yeah, Cobbo didn't do much for a while, but he's only cranked it up the last like three, four weeks, right? That's true. It is still a pretty bad trade, though. Like, it's like it costs cost him, what, 300 grand? Uh, <laughs> um, 200 grand. No. Only yeah, something like that. Only yeah. one trade though, so 100, 160k. Okay, so what I'm what I'm building. Okay, so 160k. So what I'm doing is I'm pricing trades at 150 grand as well. Yep. So it's one trade yep. at 150 yep. grand. So I still think the other guys are winning on this one. Uh, Tommy Bitcoin Turbo. So yeah, that's yeah. If you started this year with Tommy Turbo, that was a pretty bad trade. Though I guess if you that's started it. with him in your team, you deserve what you got. Trading at Cooler after two minutes in round one, only to trade him back in three weeks. <laughs> oh, because he only got two minutes in round one. Burn. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Uh, anyone importing Jason Saab? Yep, well, you know, Scotty, mate, that's a rough one. Ethan Moffat, Cam Murray to Talmalolo when he got injured. So, and then, so he traded Cam Murray to Talmalolo, and then Lolo got 20 mm-hmm. and an eight. Oh, ouch! <laughs> I don't think we'd have lost much money, but that really hurts your rankings. Uh he he lost. Uh, Tom Lolo went from seven hundred and twenty k to uh, five eighty five. Oh, that's ouch. pretty gross. Um, yeah, mate, that's pretty gnarly, Ethan. Uh, and uh, James Rikawa got the same one, mate. That's I'm gonna write that one down. Uh, jumping off Nenai early round seven yeah a lot of people did that when they went to IPAP uh, he's just saying he could have got more money but who cares uh, trading Nenai uh, I traded traded in Nenai Ilias and Taft three games in well trading Nenai would have been alright 
Same with Ilias Taff. It was a mistake. Dan Beasley mm. still hurting from Zaxini. Yeah, sorry, Mark, from NRL Fantasy Amateurs, mate. You're pretty famous for that one. <laughs> I, I, I'm just glad that's my um, my call of uh, Jackson Hastings being a gun didn't turn out to be an absolute dud because uh, at least that way I can crow on you know the guy I called out and eventually mm. bought him turned out alright because mm. yes mm. you got a Zaxini people remember <laughs> I think it's his name and his play style and what he looks like and everything it's so memorable too that's very true and the negative scores so Pete Campbell traded out Burton after the run of low scores then Flanagan just just you knew you had to know that they had this bad run and he said selling Nanai also hurts yet we knew Talakai buying someone bought Talakai at 700k yeah bad move (laughs) oh god uh Turbo first game, Eve spooked, redid team. So this is Peter Wern. Uh, he, he redid the team, minus Grant, minus Pappenhausen, and minus Munster. Ooh. Now, that's not really a trade. That's the only thing for me, is that's like a team-building thing. So, Pete, look, it's a pretty bad team-building decision there, but you just got unlucky, mate. But, yeah, um, yeah look... Unfortunately, it's more a team build than a trade for that one. Adam Durham, Burton trade. He traded him out. This has got to bring him back in. Yep. Uh, Rob Sewell, bought in Sexton after this three rounds. <laughs> and back out again after round five. Oh, mate, that is the worst time to bring in Sir Rob, Rob Sewell. That's so funny. Yeah, it's oh, probably not the did, worst, did. but it is pretty funny. He didn't lose much money, but it would have been really frustrating. It's two trades as well, so that's yeah, that's a lot. Probably, but that said, though, he probably traded him out for Cleary or something. So, you know, well, you hope so. Um, all right, Pap to Turbo. Yep, another guy did that. Pap to Turbo. Uh, wait, 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 you missed one, Tony. Oh, Tony Lowe. Oh, sold Burt to Talakai. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty that's, gross. Guys, if you listen to the podcast, you know, when we're saying hold these good players, man, quality tells. Like, yes, we sold Nanai. We didn't realize how good a quality he was. But the rest of these guys, it's like you can tell, like, with the quality, man. Just, yeah, don't don't sell good players. Uh, Kurt Mann to Josh King the week he scored 70. Just Sorry. to put it in perspective, actually, for Nanai, I was listening to um, Queenslander, which is the Channel 9 YouTube, and yep. Lo- Darren Lockyer, who selects the friggin' team for Queensland, didn't know anything about Nanai this season. Nothing. No. Like, that That shows how from left field he's come to sort of make his ascension um, this year. <coughs> Fair enough. Uh, Tim Ballantyne there, uh, mate, traded cheese in and out than in and out over five weeks so <laughs> why that's just dumb <laughs> well I guess you traded him in probably round two because Grant was out again right or round three when Grant was out for COVID yep and then you trade him out because then he broke his hand if you remember and then you mm-hmm, trade mm-hmm. him in again because you thought oh well, he'll, he'll come yeah that's right he'll do alright 
And then you trade him out again because he was doing badly. So Tim Ballantyne, mate, that's pretty bad, I must say. All right. So look, I, I've got the I've got the prizes like uh, the guys here, Nick. So yep. so we're near the end here. So yep. we've got Ian Moroni, David to Lawton, and then Lawton suspended that game. That is so funny. That's pretty that good. Is, that's brilliant. We got Noah Cameron, Coates to Taff. Yeah. And we got Mitch's uh, Paps to Turbo to, um, yeah, pa- Paps to Turbo, and then uh, Turbo the two injury affected games, and then had to go to Teddy. Yeah. Um, Ronan Goff also had that Ryan. <laughs> Perhaps to Turbo instead of Teddy as well. He did. So, uh, and Andrew uh, Blazarian, perhaps Turbo as well. Oh, really? Yeah, 100%. Brutal. So, okay, looking at this one, I reckon my vote's for Ian for this one, that David to Lawton. That's so. That's too funny. That like, I don't, I, don't, I don't know the perhaps to Turbo, but that's like a bad injury. This is just like... He, he, Ian's probably thinking, you know what, Lawton, he's he's going to go on a run, you know, he's got well, some Well, we good, were yeah. high on Lawton, right? Like all season. Huge. If he huge starts, if, if he starts, go get him, right? Yeah. And then he gets the... Gets, <laughs> and then he that. Gets marched <laughs> off the field. My goodness. And okay. The, and the so, week before, Lawton punched out a 38 when he was only 330k. So, you know, the analysis there says that you know he's going to earn you the 100k pretty nicely in a, in a pretty secure position and then <laughs> yeah gets four games so you can't keep him you can't do anything no yeah. that's, that's awful all right well and it looks like mate you've won this week so consolation uh to all you other guys out there to uh to mitch and co and also to Noah for your coats to Taff run and your Rob Silves uh, training in training at Sexton. So that's hilarious. Exactly. So Ian, mate, if you're listening, look, we'll get in contact with you. But if you hear us, get in contact with us, and mate, we'll work out a way to get you your prize. Um, oh, that's too good. Yep. Too good. And look, we'll probably have to do another one of these end of season, I reckon, because there's some pretty bad ones out there. Hundred percent. Yeah, part two from round 12 onwards or something. Definitely. All right, Nick. Well, look, thanks thanks for uh, joining me tonight, mate. Sorry for everyone. Uh, I couldn't make it with Mitch. Uh, we'll just really quickly go through the injuries because uh, it looks like he wasn't able to make it. Uh, really quickly, guys. Uh, David Feder's got his MCL sprain out for two to three. Um, TPJ back spasms. I'll wait to hear from Mitch for next week. Obviously, he's not playing this week. Uh Daniel Saifidi, uh, three to four weeks with his MCL. Dylan Walker is playing this week despite his knee injury. Have to pass the fitness test. Michaeli Ravalar will be out for about another week or so, but he might be back after the bye um, with his hamstring injury. Jared Croker will have to wait to hear about that dislocated shoulder, how bad it is. I guess if it slips out while going for a remote, it's pretty bad. Nick? Yep. Yep. Adam Fenua Blake, his Liz Frank grade one should be back in three to four weeks so that's pretty Mm -hmm. exciting and Wade Graham who I was very high on a couple of weeks ago is still out with a foot injury so I'm just hoping it's something really minor like it got stepped on some bruising so let's just hope it's nothing serious what worries me with Wade Graham from a fantasy point of view is is he's doing an awful lot of media 
<laughs> so he's, yes. he's like he is on Triple M. He's on Fox League. He's on. Yes. He's doing so many things. He's not a bloke that's looking to get on the field necessarily each week. He's looking to call the game off the field, and that that worries me from a fantasy manager point of view. So 100%. I hope he gets back on the field. Love as a player, but that's just a big warning sign for me. Yeah, no, he's definitely on that Benji route where he's looking to. <laughs> Paul Gallen, Jamie Soward, you know, when they're on their way outs too. Luke Lewis even as well. Yeah, 100%. That's, that's yeah, he's um, he's still commentating for ABC, isn't he? Luke. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so the, um, which is good. So the, um, yeah, definitely. So watch out for Wade Graham. So for those of you guys who bought him in, um, I was going to this week. I'll be completely honest with you. I was I was going to exit a couple of guys, bring Wade Graham. You chicken, you friggin' chicken. No, I was. I was going to bring in. So, but now yeah, you, you were, and then yeah, there you go. You were, and then you didn't. Chicken. Anyway, well, he's not even playing this week, so it was more like next week. But anyway, <laughs> all good. Anyway, look on, on that note, you know, uh, being called the chicken, I'll say uh, thank you to Nick for joining me tonight. Uh, thank you. Thank you to our loyal listeners. Thank you to our families who allow us to do this uh, as well. And hopefully all of you have a great uh, half week. Uh, get up for Origin. Make, sh- make sure, uh, you know, you-, you go somewhere to watch it. And, uh, yeah, re- really enjoy the, um, I guess, enjoy having your family see you for the first time properly on a weekend for a little while, right? That's it. All right. Anyway, this is uh, Stuart Lord uh, saying thank you for listening. Uh, Good night.